Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of October 23rd, 2016. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yes, he is. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready this week to say his name, though. That's right. No, we, were just, we were just talking about how our voices are so distinctly different and, and just the way we speak. And then he mentioned, oh, yeah, sometimes you're really low. And the example he used was, I'm Adam Riley. And I was like, that's just when you catch me off guard and shit because I'm looking at something. <laughs> so I wasn't off guard today, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's all like on the edge of his seat, like ready to go. Let's let's do this. I'm going to be I off even, point. I even, I even snapped and looked at the mic. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh you know, yeah, like Adam said this like two shows ago, that we we always say like, "Hey, we got a big show for you this week," or or what have you. But this is actually true this week. Like, shit happened this week. So, um, so I, what was that? I didn't say nothing. Oh, I thought, uh, I must have uh, heard a pop. Um, so I just want to doing drugs again, everybody. We're gonna start an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to take a moment to remind you guys that you can check us out on various streaming sites. You know, I know we haven't done the usual plugs at the end of the show like we used to, uh, because if you're listening to us now, you know how to get the show. But sometimes you're trying to find a way to check us out without taking up that memory on your 16 gig iPhone or whatever, or, or you're in between Galaxy Note devices at this time. Uh, so aside from downloading the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Lips and Directly, you can stream the show on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and they're even available to listen on our Lazy Geeks YouTube page. Speaking of the YouTube page, 
You can not only listen to our podcast on there, but we also have playlists with trailers from movies, television shows, and gaming. And we hope to expand into technology. And we'll be working on some videos for you guys, like reviews, tutorials, or maybe some vlogs. So basically what we're trying to say is spread the joy. That's that's really what it comes down to. I don't think it has I anything mean, to fucking do with what I just said, but fuck it. No. <laughs> I'm committed. I'm committed to this. <laughs> you have to own it. <laughs> exactly. You know, cry on the inside like a winner. <laughs> 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 so, um, and judging by the amount of topics on this, sh- on this week's show, you can guess that this is going to be the big one. Um, I mean, it's big anyway, but this is actually going to affect your gag reflex. So... In order to not make this a six-hour show, we had to pull some stuff to compensate. So we... Um, so really... now it's only a four-hour show. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, <laughs> so we kind of took out the uh, random roundtable, the one awesome thing, and the pull list. We know this is the second week in a row that we did that, and it's just the big news kind of came out of nowhere. We were all set on Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday happened, and then the plan went to shit. So It got to the point this, this week... Or last week, where it was like Friday, and and I forget what was revealed on Friday. Something was revealed, and I just went stop it. <laughs> and I'm at and I'm at work, and I'm like, oh, because someone was telling me about it. I'm like, why do you sound upset? This is cool, I'm like because you don't understand. I have to talk about this shit. <laughs> right. Like, there's so much shit I have to talk about. Exactly, and and the thing is, is that you know, a lot of times to just kind of open us up to a lot more conversation, which is what we want to do. You know, we just select basically two stories each and then a douchebag and then an awesome thing. And then all this shit started happening this week. And I was like, fuck all of this stuff we need to talk about. And then it came down to like Friday, like, Hey, you know, why don't we just take out this and do this? And then, you know, it's like, well, we should take out the comics too. I go, well, let's just leave, at least leave in the douchebags, you know, so at least we can have something there. So something light. (laughs) Exactly. So, um yeah so that's pretty much where we're where we're at at this point so shit some weeks it's hard to fill the two slots we each have like <laughs> i'm sitting there like man nothing happened especially the middle of the year the middle of the year sucks oh, nobody yeah. does shit yeah absolutely nobody does shit so um i guess on that note why don't we just uh jump into them headlines All right, so while some of the internet have been hating on the new Superman in the DC TV universe, I dug him. The television version made him more approachable and in the same vein as Christopher Reeve than Henry Cavill, which is good for television. Now that his two-part stint on Supergirl is over, will we ever see him again? And in a recent interview, executive producer Andrew Kreisberg explained the future of Tyler Hoechlin's character in the series quote we're so happy with what we get to do i don't mean for that to sound as bad as it does but we asked if we could have superman in the first episode and dc and warner brothers said you can have him for the first two episodes and we were like great i'm not going to sit here and say that there's never going to be a world in which there's a superman tv show and that tyler is going to star in it I don't know what the future holds, but right now, that's not our focus. Right now, we're working on Supergirl, which is the flagship, and we're working on a way for Tyler to reprise the role. That's really what our focus is on Supergirl. So, um, I watched the first two episodes of, uh, of Supergirl, and 
I really dug him. The, the reason being is because, and, and I know Adam hasn't really seen it, but to me it was kind of like, it was cool because, you know, for most times, usually, especially like in a Superman, in a Superman movie, we never had somebody of his vein on his same side, you know? It was always like Zod or somebody from Krypton that wanted to kill him or, you know, whatever. But it was kind of cool because you had Supergirl and Superman working together in tandem. It was actually really cool and they, they had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, and, and I, I actually liked him as Superman. I thought he did a great job because he really kind of conveyed that whole, hey, I'm here for you, uh, the people like me, that kind of stuff, you know. And um, he didn't play up the nerd portion too much that, you know, Christopher Reeve has kind of had kind of pretty much like made it kind of like expected, which you don't see Henry Cavill doing at all. Um, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I really liked his approach to it and, and just the way he interacted with everybody. And then the chemistry between him and Callista Flockhart was actually really cool because she, her character was supposedly completely into Clark Kent. Like she, she wanted to do bad things to that man. And, uh, <laughs> and there was even a part where she's like, so are you still with Lois? Because I had 20 bucks said that that wouldn't last very long and nobody sent me my money. And he's like, oh, no, Lois and Iris Daly goes, oh, well, that's great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, she doesn't know that, like, Kara and, and Clark are related. So when she was watching, she's, oh, watching Clark can't walk away. And then you see seen, uh, Kara just kind of, her eyes are like, oh, like, don't need to hear this. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, I've been stuck in Luke Cage, Jessica Jones land <laughs> um, for the last two weeks, which Definitely is kind of watched. weird, which is kind of a weird flip for us, because <laughs> you're in the Marvel, not in the DC. Yeah, but these fucking Netflix shows got me hooked, man. It's so dope. I started watching um the second. I don't know why I'm getting into this now, and I really won't too far. But I started watching the second season of Daredevil, and I started falling off. Like I, I wasn't as interested, and I think I just overdid it, yeah. like with that tone. So I was, I'm stepping away from it. But I haven't seen Supergirl. Um. Well, these two episodes, I've seen the first season. Um, but from what I'm hearing, I do agree with you that he needs to be, Superman needs to be more lighthearted if he's going to be on TV. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill's Superman, while I love him as Superman, very serious. Yeah. But I hope they loosen him up a little bit um, in Justice League. We hear that it's going to be much more comedy and stuff. But that would not work on television. You could yeah. only handle that in small doses. Yeah. You know, so it's... Um, it's good to hear. I know they were making fun of him because he's got like a thick booty or something. <laughs> we were talking about that on the internet for a while. Uh, it's, it was a meme, and it says it's sad when Superman got got a fatter ass than Supergirl. I was like, what the? <laughs> it was funny. It was what was cool too was, um, you know, they uh, there was a part in there, and I had, I had text Adam, and I was like, holy shit, Martian Manhunter and Superman are fighting together. I was like, what the fuck. Um, so, I mean, it was, it's cool of what they've done in this, in this first season, in the second season. Um, and I thought adding Superman was kind of the whole elephant in the room. Cause it's like, okay, we get it. You know, they're on the same planet. They can fly. There's no way that they're ever going to like not work together. Like it just didn't seem realistic to me, you know? Um, so, uh, but it, also too, I hope they keep it as a special event guest role yeah. if they do it in the future because 
if you have Superman in it too much, it's kind of hard to not have Superman be the main character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where they kind of, they they did this balancing act. Like, uh, they did focus, like, on Supergirl, but the impact Superman had with her. Like, you know, finally being, right. you know, being with someone who can, you know, uh, who she can kind of, you know, is like, yeah, who can do all these cool things with and like they went and fought crime together which it was actually really funny because there was this one scene that was just hilarious because these guys robbing a bank and then there's taken off in this car and then all of a sudden the car like hit it looks like it hits the wall but it actually runs into supergirl and then the guy hits reverse and then tries doing it and then superman's right there and they crash right into him and then the guys get out of the car and shoot at, at superman and supergirl and um the guy shoots at superman and then when the bullets don't work, he goes to punch him. And my first reaction was like, really, dude? Like, seriously? Yeah. And then see, the the, uh, the writers were... Bullets are bouncing off of him. My fist should do better. <laughs> yeah, and it was great, too, because, like, the guy hits Superman, and Superman goes, the bullets didn't do anything, yet you... What, why, why, would you why would you try punching me? <laughs> you know, and it was kind of like... It was like, okay, cool, they addressed that. Because that was always my thing. Like, seriously? You know, you, you shoot him? Bullets, bullets don't phase him. So I'm gonna punch him and see if that works any better. Break every bone in my fucking hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. So, um, so yeah. So I hope to see uh, uh, Tyler as Superman in the future, and it'd be cool if, yeah, they did like a an event that had him on there. So it'd be it'd be kind of cool. Um, so moving on to the next one. In case you have missed it, because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two trailer, which we discussed on Friday's The Cheap Seat Podcast, uh, you got to see a very cool and quite amazing trailer for the third solo Wolverine movie, which looks like it marks Hugh Jackman's final run in Logan. Uh, using the haunting rendition of Hurt, performed by Johnny Cash, gave it a haunting finality to it. It takes place in the future where it seems like mutants are on the verge of the extinction list, Logan and Xavier seem to be all that's left, and the trailer has me all sorts of excited, and I can't wait for the release in March. Yeah, this this trailer was dope. Like it looked, like you you it's you said it to me when we were talking. Like they look like they they're trying to do something different than the traditional superhero movies. Yeah, and like the whole trailer gives it such a such a f- a feeling of um of a finale. Yeah. You know, like this is the last the last fucking hurrah before they they hang it up you know and i, I just I, I don't know it just seems really cool and you can tell it's going to be a movie that's kind of pull on the heartstrings a little bit too yeah you know so and it looks like yeah it'll be it looks like from all intents and purposes it looks like it's going to be patrick stewart and hugh jackman's final final run as their characters and i'm surprised i'm even excited about it because the i didn't i didn't dig the last one the wolverine i got yeah i got kind of bored yeah I mean, so, it, it was cool in some aspects, but, you know, it was, yeah, it was just kind of a traditional Wolverine movie. But this one actually looks really cool. Like, it's like, okay, now this is kind of a, a run for their lives. And there was a there was another cut for the international version that kind of shows a little more action than they did in the, uh, in, in um, the U.S. trailer. But it shows Wolverine putting his, um, putting his claws into some dude's head. Like underneath. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, under the neck, you see the tip of the claws come out through the top of the guy's head. You're like, oh fuck. So we might finally get to see full berserker mode. <laughs> in uh, finally, yeah, in this film. So 
we'll see how that goes. Um, that song is so fucking good, oh too. Oh, my God, dude. I know. When I heard that song, I was like, oh, man. Like, it just, it just made it so much better. And you just hear the paint. So it kind of, like, I guess in a lot of ways represents Wolverine at that stage, you know? So speaking of trailers and cool things coming out, <laughs> there have been rumors about the sequel to Red Dead Revolver and Red Dead Redemption swirling around for a long fucking time. We've seen that meme for, what, about a year now? With yeah. Using Tombstone, as, <laughs> you know, when you're facing up with Rockstar, waiting for them to announce the sequel to Red Dead Redemption. That, that fucking meme's so funny, too. It is, you know, that's the whole... And, and when he pulls the gun out, it's, it's fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> and so when the game was actually released six years ago, God, six years ago, Rockstar stated that it would be a franchise for them. But since the game's release, we had heard nothing. Uh, via their website, Rockstar announced the upcoming release for Red Dead Redemption on Wednesday with a poster and the game stating that it's coming out in the fall of 2017, then a trailer for the game on their YouTube channel, which is on a playlist on our YouTube page, so you can check it out there. And oh my god, that looks fucking amazing. Yeah, the first Red Dead Redemption is definitely on my short list of greatest games I've ever played. Right. <laughs> like, I've, I've always love that game like i actually i still have it because they just put it as backwards compatible for the xbox one. Oh right yeah um timing couldn't have been perfect i'm sure that wasn't planned <laughs> not um, at all no and my uh my daughter started playing it she's like this is such a cool game because you know what yeah a lot of people say oh it's it's grand theft auto in the wild west but it's so much more than that like the story is so good the oh. voice acting is perfect it just has a it has an attitude about it you know yeah. what i mean and it's um and it can only it, since it's rockstar you can only expect it to get better oh yeah i mean so. and, and yeah you got to remember too red dead redemption was xbox 360 and playstation uh i mean i'm um, at playstation 3 so now you're dealing with a playstation 4 and just oh my god like the visuals on the first game were great i mean were amazing for you know the time and all of that and then just seeing just the, the vistas and the, the movements of this one, I'm like, fuck, this is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there was some article I read, too. I can't remember where I saw it. He was trying to make a claim that it would be better if Red Dead Redemption 2 happened in modern times. I'm like, you are you missing the entire fucking point? In what world? <laughs> it's like, that's in called Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a world where a Western actually happens in the streets of Detroit. You know, it's like, fuck you, dude. Shut up. There's in no, a it, world <laughs> where a dumbass has a stupid opinion. <laughs> it's called on, the dude. internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's this a, summer. <laughs> douchebags rule the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> every summer. I know, right? What's it's funny too, because like and, and this happens all the time, you know, you get you get the first rounds, like everybody's talking about, oh my God, you know, Red Dead Redemption, blah, 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 oh, it's going to be great. This is going to be great. And then, like, the second week, you start getting the assholes, you know? And it's the same thing, like, with Luke Cage. Like, everybody's like, Luke Cage, it's the, it's the greatest series ever. It's the, it's the comic book series we've been wanting. Now that, you know, the first couple of weeks are passed, now you're getting, like, the 10 flaws of Luke Cage. Or, you know, yeah. it's like suddenly it's like all the negative stuff. It's like, oh, shut well, up. Well, a lot of it is clickbait, too. Yeah. Like, it's what everyone's enjoying, so they have to knock it down so you click on it so you can argue with it. Those are the people that yeah. just because everybody likes something, they have to not like it. Like that's, Yeah, that's, hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 
Because <laughs> first of all, if you don't like Luke Cage, there's something wrong with you. You can, you can officially shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jessica Jones, I can get because I I really enjoyed Jessica Jones, but that was a different kind of thing. That's a heavy. That's a heavy. Yeah, show. that's a really emotionally heavy show. Like really, no one's having a good time in that show. <laughs> right. So you're you kind of it's weird. Cause even the you, villain, even the villain's not having a good time. Yeah, like it's weird because you you when I was watching that, I I really liked Jessica Jones as a person, but I was still fully aware that she's not a likable person. Right. You know, and then you feel kind of like, well, of course he's treating you mean. You're kind of a bitch. <laughs> you know that kind of attitude. <laughs> but then she gets hurt, and you're like, oh no, Jessica. You know, it's, it's such, you're emotionally conflicted the whole fucking time. Your door, really is, your door is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. You gonna fix it? Somebody, I forget. In one scene, she's on the phone. And she's like, you know, um, if you're if you were nicer, you would get blah 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 or something. And Jessica Joe just goes, "I'm not a nice person," and then starts asking. Like, and it's so funny because um, that's the same chick. Well she's done other shit but i want you watch interviews with the chick that plays jessica jones and she's like the sweetest girl yeah. like oh i really loved playing that role and and then <laughs> it's like damn you ain't a cold bitch you must really be a good actress <laughs> well the show that she she had a series for i think a season the uh what the was it bee don't in. don't talk to the b in 24 or something yeah, yeah. or 23 something yeah and uh yeah you know she, she played like a like a like a bitchy mean girl yeah basically yeah exactly so and and it's it fits perfectly with with the character but she's just really really good at it so all right so for the last two months rumors have been swirling about the possibility of donald glover possibly being sought for the role of young lando calrissian for the untitled han solo movie well on friday lucasfilms and directors phil lord and chris miller announced that glover has been cast in said role quote we're so lucky to have an artist as talented as Donald join us, said Lord and Miller. These are big shoes to fill and an even bigger cape, and this one fits in perfectly, which will save us money on alterations. Also, we'd like to publicly apologize to Donald for ruining Comic-Con for him forever. Uh, and Glover, ha after leaving Community, has been working on his music, but as of late has returned to television with his FX series Atlanta and joining the cast of Marvel's Spider-Man Homecoming. So this is actually I was I was kind of surprised. First, of, first off, let's give it up. <laughs> let's give it up for Donald Glover. That motherfucker's talented. Dude. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. can he can rap. He can sing. He's done he's done stand up shows, acting. Um, I think this is a good choice to be honest because yeah. the the whole point of Lando is to be smooth, motherfucker. Yeah. You got to be smooth as ice, and he is pretty fucking smooth. So. Oh, yeah. And works to me and it's 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 i mean it's funny because it was um i think uh when i when i saw the news and I, I retweeted it on twitter i was like wow something the whole world can agree on like or something the whole world can be happy about or something along that lines it's like you know oh yeah donald glover is gonna be lando okay cool you know like you know not like Oh, why does why does a black character have to be played by a black man or some bullshit like that that you would always hear? You know, it's the fucking internet. Anything's about to happen, but you know. So it's his actually, voice is higher pitched than the original Lando, so that there are, you know, <laughs> right? I'm sure there are people complaining. It was funny. But I would have liked to see him as Spider Man. I'm be real. Yeah, I know, right? I think he did a good job with it. 
It's funny too because um, I it was what was it like a week ago, a week or two ago, I was watching rewatching the first season of Community, and uh, like Jeff and he's like, he's like, oh wow, Troy sneezed like a girl. Yeah, well I'm gonna pound you like a boy. Wait, that sound that came out totally wrong. <laughs> like he he had um, out of that show Community, him and uh, Jeff, whatever his fucking name is, um, they had the best comedic timing in the entire show. Oh yeah, like the it, and and that's really the main secret to comedy is timing oh yeah absolutely you know right. and it was just always so spot on yeah yeah and i love it was, him, man i know and i was i was really happy and you and i saw his uh stand-up weirdo yeah it was good <laughs> it was great i mean he was he was hilarious it's like yeah you know where ch- where dream where children's dreams goes to die you know it, it's it was one of those things where uh, i heard and i was like yeah i can see him i can see him doing lando with his take on it you know and um, so far, some of the rumors are going around that this is going to probably be where we see how Lando loses the Millennium Falcon to Han. So that'll be interesting to see. I just rewatched that scene from Force Awakens where they first find... It's my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> where they find the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. They're all fucking... I remember first seeing that, and she keeps hitting things with it, and every time she does, I'm like, oh, shit, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) It was great, too, because it was one of those where, you know how everybody got their entrance, you know, everybody got their single frame entrance, and I was like, even the Falcon gets its own framed entrance. Okay, the the junk it is, and then they turn around, and then you see the Falcon right there. Seen that well, that's the just as just... much a character as as fucking anything else. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and seeing it in the theater with you know with fans and everybody's like woo you know <laughs> cheery that was that whole scene's just dope it is i i don't know it's just, it's just something about that ugly ass ship because let's be honest it ain't the prettiest fucking ship in the world hey even luke okay. said it what a piece of junk yeah yeah all right so <laughs> bad news um on thursday a bloomberg report began to surface that at&t was in the market to acquire time warner and on Friday, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that AT&T has reached a deal to acquire the company for more than $80 billion. If the deal is successful, they would get a huge entertainment and news brands, which would include HBO, Warner Brothers Entertainment, and CNN. Not only that, since DC Comics is a holding of Time Warner, Batman and Justice League would become property of AT&T. AT&T has been in a buying spree lately. Since last year, they acquired DirecTV for $48.5 billion. According to the Wall Street Journal, insiders expect rigorous regulatory scrutiny over the deal. And um, as of today, on Sunday, when we're recording the show, it looks like uh, the board has approved the deal. So now it goes to the regulators to see if they're actually going to let this thing happen. Everybody's fucking buying everybody lately. It's going to be pretty soon. Everything's just everything in this country is going to be owned by three companies. Pretty much what it's going to be. Yeah. And then they'll take control of our lives. Well, I mean, you know, like, you know, people say you can't you can't believe mainstream media, of course, because they're all owned by three companies. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like whatever they want you to believe, that's what's going to happen. But I don't know, man, it's it's uh. So they, they were saying the AT&T acquiring Time Warner was, was going to be bad for Verizon, too. I was seeing that in the news, and I'm like, yeah, well, beca- whatever. Well, yeah, beca- well, no, because they're expecting issues with net neutrality. Yeah. Because, you know, they're a wireless provider and a content provider, so then they'd be able to do, you know, uh, 
special things with, oh yeah, if you're on AT&T, you can get Time Warner shit to not count against your data and all, all that other crap, you know? Which is what they're kind of doing now with DirecTV. It's like, oh yeah, you get uh, DirecTV and AT&T, you get unlimited data. You know, it, it's that kind of, it's that kind of bullshit. And, uh, you know, that's the whole thing that net neutrality was designed to not, you know, to, to prevent, but obviously well, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, the fucking, um, T-Mobile does that shit now yeah. with, with people they've partnered with. Like, oh, uh, it doesn't count to your data if you use Netflix, but if you're, or if you're using this, it will count against your data. You know, it's, yeah. it, it happens. It just isn't in, it's not, it's not called the same thing. Right, right. You know, so it's, whatever. It's a free market, I guess. Yeah. Um, did we skip something? We yeah, skipped we something. did. We did skip, skip something. You fucking bastard. <laughs> hey, you, you get two in a row now. You get two in a row now. You get two in a row See how I'm undercut? You get two in a row now. Oh, I get two in a row? You got like 700 in a row. I'm not good at math. Um, <laughs> really? I couldn't <laughs> <No>. tell. <laughs> Shut up. Um, first, I do want to point out one thing. I got I got this article. I mean, it's everywhere. But it's from pop cult, this site called Pop Culture Now, um, which is linked a lot as a source. And every time I click on an article, they have the video at the top, and it has nothing to do with the article. Oh, I hate that shit. It's really weird. Like, right now, it's a video of The Walking Dead, The Kingdom, official sneak peek. has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> it's weird. Um, so, as many of you probably already heard, the director, Tim Miller, uh, for Deadpool, um, or he directed Deadpool, and then he was going to direct Deadpool 2, has bowed out, uh, citing creative dis... <laughs> citing creative differences with star Ryan Reynolds. Um, there's a lot of uh, words in that article, but that's really all we know. <laughs> that's really what it comes um, down to. Um, the, it's interesting to me, because we were talking about this off the mic a little bit, Ryan Reynolds is in this interesting position in this movie where he's, he's a producer, for one, so he's writing checks. That's really what a producer is. They get to say things because they're writing checks. Um, and he's also an irreplaceable star. You, you can't say, oh, we'll just recast Deadpool. It, no, you can't do that. So, basically, whatever he wants is going to happen at this point. Unless the studio steps in and is like, and I'm not saying Ryan Reynolds is a dick, where he's just like, I need all, I want only fucking red Skittles in my <laughs> dressing room. You know, he's not Mariah Carey. But um No brown M and M's in my bowl. <laughs> from what I hear though, uh, that they left on good terms. You know, they were just seeing visions differently. Uh you were telling me that you were hearing rumors that it had something to do with uh the cast uh, who was gonna play cable. Yeah, I heard that there were some that because I had been hearing that uh over the last couple of weeks about Deadpool, um, that uh that this they were have there was rumblings on the inside that uh, there were issues between who they wanted as for uh cable and some were citing that they didn't necessarily they said like ryan reynolds had like you know who he thought should be and the director was you know looking at others so there was a, a lot of uh different uh people that they were looking at and not to say that that would be the only thing but it, it, it could be that you know i mean ryan reynolds let's let's be honest the joke is in the movie, you know, it's like, wow, it almost seemed like the studio didn't have enough to afford other X-Men, you know, it, and we all know that the original Deadpool was made on a fucking budget, 
So with that, they would have to give Ryan Reynolds a producer credit because of the fact that he wasn't making enough, you know, on on the front end. So he was going to make money on the back end. So naturally, was that was that the deal with the first one? That's how they saved money, where he didn't get paid as much as he usually gets yeah, paid to a movie. Yeah, but you would get you would get a producing credit, which means you would get money off the box office and then DVDs, and that's usually how TV um, TV actors, when they reach a certain number um, and they start going out on DVD and stuff like that, they usually get a somewhat of a back end. But usually, you have to be a producer for it. That's why right. if you ever watch like the series twenty four, Kiefer Sutherland was a producer, so he always gets money off the back end, um, and that that's just generally how it how it works. But um, with this, I mean, you know, people are now asking, you know, like, oh, who do you think is going to direct? Who do you think is going to direct? And you know, some people are, you know, I mean, like Amador on um, this on our Facebook page, you know, said like people are talking about Tarantino. Fuck no, there's no way. Because the basic reason is, is that when you had the first movie, the first movie required somebody who could work with a small budget to make something big, which happened. Now, they're not going to go and get some director who's going to basically overpower Ryan Reynolds in any capacity because then yeah because nobody tells tarantino what to do right exactly we all know his 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 way of doing things and he has ultimate control right when you have a director of that caliber coming in that's their movie it suddenly becomes their movie not yours it's theirs and not only that i feel that tarantino's movies speak for themselves I love Tarantino's films, but they're not the right tone. No, yeah, absolutely not. The humor, his, the humor that he has in his movies, isn't this kind of humor. It's very his his humor is more subtle and right, you know, more something like that. So it, it, he would be a little bit out of his element, I would think. I don't. I'm not saying he's not talented enough to pull it off. Right. But it would dramatic. The tone would dramatically change oh, yeah. from the first movie. Yeah, it would be a total tonal shift for that and. And I'm I'm sorry, but I don't think that there's any way 20th Century Fox would be able to pay him what he's worth for a movie like that. Right. Um, but um, at this particular point, I would probably Steven Spielberg, <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay, <laughs> Martin, everything blow up. Martin Scorsese. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Suddenly, you start having a. You know, Who, who's who's that weird one that directed um, 2001: Space Odyssey? The dead one, Stanley Kubrick. He's dead. Yeah. No shit. When did he die? He died a long fucking time ago. <laughs> I must have confused him with somebody else. Bring him back from the dead, and he, he can. Hey, hey, for the right amount of money, I'm sure they could bring him back. You know, they can figure it out, dude. <laughs> Tim Burton's Deadpool. <laughs> or just have him sitting there weekend at Bernie style, dude, and just have people pulling <laughs> strings and shit. <laughs> this is so disrespectful. <laughs> but uh, I think I thought he was alive because I just recently saw a little, um, a little fucking video about how crazy he was <laughs> like he, he had to control everything oh, and yeah. he'd make people do like 70 takes of something and shit. oh yeah he was yeah and and you wouldn't get him you couldn't put a release date on his movies you get yeah. them when you get them because he was an artist exactly Steve. exactly that's what artists do also a bit of a douchebag <laughs> but, <still. laughs> but um yeah i would i would expect you know somebody coming from um probably somebody who's done a string of low budget movies prior to that you might not even know the name that that's my that's my opinion on this i i doubt you're going to get somebody who's with the know, studio look with, what the studio's going to want yeah and no i agree with you a big name no and and here's the, here's the reason ryan reynolds has too big of a say in what goes in the deadpool movie let's be honest 
they're going to need someone who has the chops to get the job done, but is also open to his star telling him what he wants to do in the movie. Because right. if you get someone who's too big, they might be like, okay, Reynolds, like yeah. go, go do what I tell you to do. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? They should get Kevin Smith on it. You ever heard how Kevin Smith directs movies? He yeah. literally just asks his actors, like, what do you think you should do? Right, yeah. You know, and it becomes what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to direct. And honestly, I didn't even know who directed. I was telling Steve, I didn't even know who directed the first one. Like, I never know the director. You know, so we'll, we'll see. It'll be someone we'll never heard of and... Because the second movie is the hardest one to do anyway because the first one did so well. Right. Now they have to replicate that. Yeah. And it's very replicate easy to it, Replicate and yet not replicate. Right. And also be a little better. Yeah. It's it's weird. Sequels are weird. Just ask Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> All right. So this next one, my baby in this show. Um, he, actually, gonna... he actually did work on this one. Yeah. Damn it. Most of the work was organizing the notes. And you should post the notes up, too, because they're so pretty. You know? Um, so we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Switch. Um, this fucking announcement came out of nowhere. Like, I would say it came out of left field, but I don't even know what field they were on. Like, it was literally, I was like, what? Nintendo what? It was it was remember, left field in another plane of existence is really what it was. I remember I, I saw it said Nintendo Switch. I was like, what the hell's a Switch? <laughs> Like I was like, like is Nintendo beating their kids' ass or something? Like, go get me a Switch. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know what was happening. Like, I shared it with Adam on Facebook because I saw it at work. I was like, holy shit, they actually did release it. I was like, oh fuck. And I said it. Adam's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what, the, yeah, what fuck? the fuck? I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and then when I first saw the picture, I thought it was going to be like a new 3DS or something. Right. Without having any, I didn't look at it yet. But this is actually a very interesting device. So I'm just going to go down the uh, – I have it just listed into talking points into three separate sections of interest. Um, so first, the console. So we've seen this console in typical Nintendo fashion is like nothing you've ever seen before. <laughs> that could really be their tagline for everything they make. Well, that's um, the thing. It, I, mean, I mean, the difference between – let me just look at you know the, the NES and then the jump to the 64 and then the GameCube. And then the Wii. Yeah. They've always done it. Yeah. They've always... And the thing is, is that they don't get away with it as much now because gaming is so ingrained in everybody's lives. Right. That now everyone's comfortable with ways being the certain... The way they are. You know, but um, this console has me a little hyped up. But let's, let's go through the thing. So, on the video, which I think we have on our YouTube, right? Yeah. I have it okay. on our YouTube channel. Steve, Steve, by the way, Steve puts all those videos up. They're very good at it. I take no credit for that. Hmm. Don't think we're both doing it. <laughs> right. He tells me when it's up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, cool. And then I um, usually hear, oh, dude, I better check out our YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, which is typical to most things, let's be honest. Um, I've lost myself. Okay. <laughs> we, so in the, in, the, in the commercial, it's a long one, too. Yeah. We've seen five ways that this console can be used. So connected to the television using their Joy-Con controller, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, portable with controllers attached on each side. So there'll be 
you know, control pads on it each side of the screen. If you have trouble vision, and if you haven't seen it for whatever, just think of a more of a tablet version of a Vita. Yeah, kind of like think of a think of like roughly, and and they haven't said exactly how big the screen is, but let's say a seven inch tablet with with actual control pads on the side. Yeah, that are flush with it. Um, portable with controllers attached because they're wireless. Like I said, we'll get into controllers in a minute. Uh, connected to television with the Pro Controller. Now, the Pro Controller... I want the uh, they've Pro had, Controller. Yeah, they, I'd want that for home. They yeah. they have that. They've had it for the Wii U and also the Wii, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like... Let's... Look, no offense, Nintendo. It's an Xbox controller. Yeah. It looks like an I Xbox thought it, controller. I thought when I saw that, I was like, oh, what? Is it compatible with an Xbox controller? <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Basically, you have a controller that fits the the most liked form factor right. for a console controller because the PlayStation controller is great but the the one that everyone loves that everyone just agrees is the best is the Xbox controller and if you don't stop it okay <laughs> stop trying to be different um and then lastly portable with with consoles wirelessly connected playing one game and four Joy-Con controllers used so these consoles can connect to each other as well Kind of like the 3DS does. Like you can all play Mario Kart together on the 3DS. We they showed um, two two of the Switch consoles uh, portably connecting to each other, and they were playing basketball. So I thought it was ironically funny because they were at a basketball court. Well, you know, play because, basketball, but whatever. Well, you know, because it's the idea that you know you play. Yeah, they're just actually playing it. You know, which right. isn't the case. <laughs> exactly. Most of the people playing um, basketball, um, e basketball, have never played basketball in their lives. Now, as you would assume, since this is a half-of-the-time portable console, um, Nintendo always makes things that are hard to describe. I think that's the only issue they really have. Like, you try to when the Wii first came out, remember everyone trying to describe those motion controllers? Yeah. Like, you, you can move them, and... <laughs> you, you look um, like, basically, you look like a retard with two sticks in either hand. You know? I, and that's actually the most accurate way to say it. Um, <laughs> This console uses cartridges, which they call game cards. Um, they look a lot like 3DS uh, cartridges, but they are a little bigger. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for the portability, of course, because we we all know how discs work in portable machines. Right. Uh, just pick up your PSP and start shaking it a little bit <laughs> while, while you're playing it. See how that works for you. Um, <laughs> also cuts down on battery life and stuff like that. Um, they also, I do want to throw this in here, Nintendo has... Nintendo's still being pretty hush-hush about details, but they have confirmed that this console is not backwards compatible with anything. That includes the 3DS. Right. Um, which, the three, the, the not com backwards compatible with the disc-based systems, that, that made sense to me. Yeah. But um, the 3DS, I was like, it wouldn't be too difficult to make a port that would accept both of those, but they'd kind of be competing with themselves at that point. Now, I don't know. Whatever their choice is, do whatever well, the fuck I mean they yeah, I mean, you know, we have micro SD cards, and then they have those SD card adapters. If it's yeah. a little bit bigger, you can do it. But the come thing on, is, too, <laughs> the thing on. is, too, with the 3DS games, they could easily change their mind later. Right, but then also you got to think about with the with 3D adapter. Right, but then you also got to think about, you know, a 3DS screen versus the way this screen is going to be. I mean, let's be honest, stretch That's the thing and, too, the 3DS, stretch and the pixelated. 3DS, you know, it it could look not like only shit. that, but. It, if you think about it, the 3DS is a two-screen device, one of them being a touchscreen. Right. You know, so it's a, it's a completely different device. So it would be weird. And don't worry. Nintendo will definitely... They haven't said this, but I can almost confirm it. 
they'll let you buy old games. Oh, yeah. Don't worry <laughs> oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> um, now, the dock, uh, which connects to the TV, the only point of the dock is to connect. You, you slide. You have to see a picture. But <laughs> <laughs> the tablet p- portion is the console itself. And then it slides into the dock. Um, and uh, the only thing the dock is used for is charging the unit and um, connecting to the TV. So here's a quote from a Nintendo representative talking with IGN. Uh, the dock is not the main console unit of the Nintendo Switch, which I guess I guess people thought. And I'm like, do you not see that from the video? Like, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, I but mean, whatever. but you got to remember, this is the internet. Stupid people, yeah, stupid people usually are the ones that ask those questions. <laughs> so he goes on to say, the main unit of the Nintendo Switch is the unit that has the LCD screen, uh, which the two Joy-Con controllers can be attached to and detached from. The main function of the Nintendo Switch dock is to provide an output to the TV as well as charging and providing power to the system. I could have just read that. I don't know why I was explaining shit. <laughs> um, another thing that, that I, you can see plainly in the video, it's really cool, you can, you can, remove, you can move this, remove the Switch from the dock right in the middle of a game. Yeah. And it just switches... Um, switches to the little screen, or which, vice versa. Which makes sense because if the if the console itself is the is the uh, switch, then yeah, it's right. just changing the outputs. You know, and 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 there's like three times in the video where you see people playing on a TV, and then they somebody calls them away or something. They just they fucking pick it up and dip, which like, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, but like these people have lives. I mean, let's yeah, they honest. have places to go. You know, this is this almost. <laughs> is like Nintendo's attempt at making a console for adults. Well, yeah. I, if you really think about it. I'm going to, I forgot to put the, I'm going to do it before I put the show notes up, but I did do a small little write-up about the, the about what basically we saw in the video and um, with the video embedded into the article. And um, that's what I, I, the first thing I said is, if you notice, there's no children in this video. No. That's all adults. It's 30 is and over, basically, is what I what I gathered from it. People that have shit to do and people that generally either have a full game system or, you know, or mobile devices. And that's really what it seems like they're going for, which means, in my opinion, it means it's going to be more probably more expensive than um, consoles that we've gotten before, especially from mm. Nintendo. It's possible because you're looking at because more people, people with with means will be more likely to shell out that money for that kind of console than if they're buying it for their kids. That's true too. You know, it's a different demographic. Exactly. So like, you know, but I don't think they'd go it much would, higher than what's currently on the market now. Too. I could, I could see it probably maybe going 50 bucks more, you know, like three fifty. Yeah. You know, something like that, which would be not out of the realm of possibility. Like I would get that, you know, but it's like, well, yeah, but there's so many parts to it, and then the dock, it wouldn't be for a kid. It also depends on what comes in the box, because we saw a ton of shit. Right. But there's no confirmation on what comes in the box. You can assume that a dock, the actual Switch tablet, and um, the dual Joy the Joy-Con. fucking things. But we don't know if the mount for the, like, we don't know, we or the mount for the controllers. Like, right. we don't know much right now. Right, and, um, and that's the thing is, is that what I what I saw here was Nintendo's way of like realizing where the gamer situation is going. That right. you know that people that want to play those kind of games are going to be a little bit of the older crowd, the ones that grew up with with all of those, or the DS people that have grown up and no longer want to have a DS. 
and and that's it's fucking brilliant for Nintendo to do because the older crowd grew up on Mario and Zelda and all that, so they already got the franchises right. unlocked. And here's the thing: know? here's the other thing that that I thought of when I saw this was it's Nintendo doing what they did before; they changed the fucking game. Nobody else yeah. has something like this. And that's what gives them their edge on this. The closest you can think of is the Vita. With but the, even then, that's a completely different thing. Right, yeah, you're, you're talking about the, um, the uh, relay that uh, they're... Yeah, because yeah, you, can, you can... But then, but see, the, the difference with that is... There's limitations with that, too, yeah. Exactly, and the console, the, the Vita is supposed to be paired with the PS4. Right. And the PS4 is the one that's actually doing work, <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. The Vita, the Vita is amazing, but no one buys it, so whatever. Um, <laughs> also, this is going to have a NVIDIA Tegra processor in it, which is interesting on two two points. One, this will be the only current console running off of the NVIDIA chip. Uh, the last console that kind of did was the PS3, but N- NVIDIA just helped develop that with um, Sony. Right. Uh, both current consoles, the Xbox One and the PS4, running off AMD chips. Uh, so it's nice to see NVIDIA coming in, doing a little something, too. Also, it made sense, too, because of the nature of the device. Right. The NVIDIA Tegra chip is what is used in mobile uh, mobile devices. A lot of these gaming tablets or or even some, I think there's been a few phones, too, yeah. of NVIDIA Tegra chips in them. Um, so, I mean, it, that was, made sense. It, it, would, it would be weird if it wasn't <laughs> NVIDIA Tegra chip. So that's all for. Do you have anything else to mention on the console? No, I think that's that's pretty much it on the console. But yeah, it, I mean, it really just looks like they're aiming for the older crowd on this one because they, they. I think they're slowly starting to realize that. Because keep in mind that if, if it is, this is completely different than the Wii or or Wii U, or anything that's ever been created. <laughs> well, well to yeah, be they're honest. Fine. But but in regards to Nintendo, I mean, they could still technically they could still really do the Wii U and have this at the same time because it is almost two different markets. Not saying that they will. They won't most likely, but, you know. Well, they said they did say a while back that this isn't intended to replace the Wii U. Right. But it but, also but, depends but, on where the market goes. Right, but Wii I was also going to say selling. that. Yeah, but also how many times have we heard, you know, Microsoft and Sony say, oh, we're still going to support the older yeah. generation for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, then, exactly. and then suddenly you're not going to get that shit anymore. Um, so, but yeah, let's move on to what I feel the most. No, no. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> um, what would Nintendo think about your attitude right now? Um, the most, what I feel the most interesting part of this thing is the controller. Yeah. So the, it's almost weird to say controller I know. because it's so much more than a controller. Um, they're calling it the Joy-Con, a very Japanese name um, that I'm sure everyone will have fun saying. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> Welcome the to con- my Joy-Con. <laughs> the, the controller is is actually two control. It can be two controllers. It's anyway. a fucking transformer, <laughs> right? So it, it's the main controller. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the assumption that the mount for these two pieces comes in the box because that would make sense because <laughs> that um, would be retarded if it, right. if it was like, here you get the two pieces but you got to buy the switch itself for 24.99 so in the mount itself it's a really goofy looking controller right um it has your it has palm grips but then it's just like a square yeah. um which i mean it doesn't look like it wouldn't work but whatever 
Now, the two sides, the sides with the actual buttons on it, each side has um, one, but either it depends on which one you're looking at, but there's a start and a select or a home and option button. I don't know, whatever that button is. And then each 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 side of the controller has a joystick, uh, or excuse me, an analog stick, right. um, and four buttons in the typical triangle configuration. It's um, a stripped now, down Xbox One controller, really. Is what pretty it comes much, down to. pretty much. But those two pieces are also separate into themselves. Yeah. So you can slide them off of the mount, and then slide them onto the the actual console, and that's where you get the mobility. They can also be used not connected to anything just free form free handed completely wireless there's no wire in between them right. like the nunchuck and the the Wiimote or whatever um and I, there's a part in the video that fucking blew my mind when I saw it so they were showing that there was like some plastic mount for the car and you could slide um you could slide the, it's just a piece of plastic that holds right. the, the Wii switch um but those that single con- two piece controller became two controllers that, for Mario. I dug that when I saw that, that blew I was, my fucking. Mind. I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Oh, suddenly it becomes multiplayer." Yeah, right. Was- and now you have two controllers, so it's so dope. And then in the in the basketball scene, um, there's they have two two um, consoles playing. Um, I think it's two K seventeen. Right. Um, and but there's four people playing. Right. So I just thought that was really cool. It's such a versatile controller. Like you can do so much shit with it. Yeah, and we um, still don't know like how the connection is. You know, we don't we don't know how the pairing's gonna. We be. can assume Bluetooth, we, but yeah, again, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say we can assume that, but again, Bluetooth goes into the price. So we de- exactly. depending on how. That's why I'm thinking if it is Bluetooth, that's why I'm thinking a little higher scale on the, on the uh, on the the price point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when you saw, I mean, pairing them up so you can use more than one to play like a, you know, a four player game was kind of cool. But, yeah, that when I saw them, you know, uh, when the the one on the rooftop party where the chick took over her um, console and handed her friend the other controller and they were playing Mario, that was like, oh, fuck, that's fucking yeah. cool. Like that. Super dope. That's where and some- that's a party right there. <laughs> right. Something I forgot to mention, too, was the uh, the console itself. It, it comes with a built-in kickstand. Oh, so yeah. So you can prop it up, that, which is, I mean, it's simple, but it's dope When as shit. I saw Everybody that on the plane, it. when I saw, when they showed that part oh, on the plane, dope. and the guy has, you know, he wasn't using the, the mount in there. He was just had them both individually in his hand and still using it. So it kind of shows you that you can use it without that centerpiece. Right. So it doesn't right. have he's to be a full it, controller. Exactly. So he's using it kind of like um, the Wii. Well, yeah. Yeah, I without mean, the it was strength. It was really interesting, and it, it kind of... Now, if I might have missed this in the video, but I watched it a few times. I don't know if it has motion sensors in it. Doesn't I didn't yeah, see anybody didn't see anything. doing anything weird with it. But that's the thing is, is I think with this particular one, if they're doing the if they're doing it the way I think they're doing it, then it looks like it's going to be more of just more of a traditional sit down play game. Well, because it wouldn't make sense to have because because then if. You have a game where that you have to use motion controls, then you can't have it slotted into anything. I know. If you're playing like tennis it, on that, you're going to look pretty fucking right. funny on an airplane. Now the game is dictating how you can use it, and right. Nintendo's main point is freedom, like right. how you use it. Freedom. Um, and also, freedom. And also, to reiterate a, a point, mm-hmm. um, there is the pro controller for someone who... And, and I would definitely, if I had the Switch, I would love this controller, but I, I think I would have a pro controller as well. For just home, playing yeah. at home and just you know yeah. stuff like that because the pro controller is a more it looks more comfortable 
Yeah. You know, to for a long term play session, and you know, you know how the Mario sessions can get. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. So, but it it follows the same. Um, the Pro Controller is interesting in comparison because it follows the same general. It has the same buttons on. Right. But the the Pro Controller has a, a true D pad. While um, not a D bag, a T pad. <laughs> the Joy-Con has what can be used as a D-pad, right? But it's also buttons because obviously you have to use that as a second. So it be. It, I feel like if you were switching between the two a lot, it would feel kind of weird at first. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> um, but you know, I'm sure you can get over that. Yeah. So what we have the least. Well, we really don't have much. Inf- we have the most amount of information about the controller, to be honest. But. Right. Um, Which will probably be outdated by the time this podcast released. Right. So, <laughs> the games. So, here are the confirmed games. And some of them come with stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, some of these are just confirmed because they were in the video. Right. Uh, but one, which everyone knows about, is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Now, this was originally supposed to just be on the Wii U, but then they they pushed it back a bit. To make it a launch title for the Switch, that was a genius idea. Which was actually uh, technically the NX at the time. Right. I mean, having I know Zelda some people, game. And, and let's be clear that this is basically what the NX was. Because I know there's still some confusion that I've seen of people not associating. Like, everybody's like, oh yeah, look at the, the, uh, the Switch. But some people out there, and I've read this in some comments, you know, of like not understanding what that was you know what's like well what happened to the nx this is the nx look i i don't i don't acknowledge those people because they're dumb (laughs) like come on let's get it together guys all right but in the day in these days where people are throwing shit out left and right sometimes you can get a little confused yeah i guess um so (laughs) (laughs) um so legend zelda unless you're um, a dick (laughs) breath of fire which was the first game or Breath of the Wild. I always want to say Breath of Fire. Because <laughs> that's uh, which what I you think want. Was, <laughs> <laughs> um, that game, it was the first game we saw being played. It was, you could tell they were really trying to make sure you saw yeah. that he was playing. Because you even got some of the, it was the only game in there where you got kind of some of the audio. Very distinct, you yeah. know. Um, we also saw, saw um, Splatoon, which is definitely going to be a port. That game's already out. Uh, but of course they'll port that to the Switch. It's That's a huge game right now, especially in the competitive uh, right. scene. Um, now, we saw Mario Kart. Now, there's a little controversy about this. It looks like a port, but um, there's a character in it. And I don't know. I can't remember the name, but it's basically a ghost, a ghost with a crown on it. Hmm. And um, that character does not exist in the current Mario Kart, from what I'm reading. Now, that could very well mean it's a port and they add, you know, how it is. You know, right. it's like, oh, if you get it for the Switch, you get this little extra character, blah, blah, blah. I would assume it's going to be a port um, because there's really nothing wrong with the current Mario Kart. There's no reason to just push one out yeah, just because it came out. But but if if Nintendo and, and judging by this by this release schedule. Now, again, these are going to be released. But, you know, is it going to be in the release window or is it actually going to be a launch title? We still won't know. Um, yeah, none, none, I forgot to mention that. None of these games I'm talking about are confirmed for launch other than Zelda. Right now, keep, so. I, I I would assume with Nintendo, I would assume it's actually probably a new game, not necessarily a port, simply because they may want to um, uh, entice people with maybe some different functionalities that you would get on this versus. Yeah, a that port. makes sense. 
So I'm not totally throwing out that it would be a that. That would make sense, but I also wouldn't be upset if it was just the current Mario Kart with a bunch of new tracks and some new characters. Like either way they do it, they're gonna sell copies with with the new console. I mean, let's be honest. If if it comes out as I mean, you know, the Mario Kart for the Wii U almost had you and me buying it. You know, and if yeah. this comes out and says, oh, yeah, and it has a Mario Kart title, I'm fucking buying it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Like, I, I there's there's still times where I go, God, that Mario Kart looks dope. Should I get a Wii U real I, quick? I still and then, do that, too. <laughs> right. And then I don't because it sucks. Like, I, I'd play it. I'd use it to play Mario Kart. That's it. Because um, I want to see now, Donkey Kong grinning. <laughs> that's it. You want to uh, see him cheesing. <laughs> cheesing on him. <laughs> Um, now there was a Mario game in there, and that definitely looks like a new Mario right. game. None of the current ones look like that. Had kind of a uh, Mario sixty four vibe to it. Uh, oh, you noticed me. that too, huh? Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, ugh. So um, I some I've seen some people going, oh, maybe it's just a a visual update for Mario sixty four. Nintendo ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Like, first of all, you can you can make Mario sixty four look gorgeous as shit. It's still gonna play like a Nintendo sixty four <laughs> game. Exactly. You know, so um uh, but new Mario title is kind of a given anyway. Yeah. Uh launch title, I don't know. Um they might lean a little hard on Zelda. I hope it's a launch title because mm-hmm. you kinda have to have a Mario launch yeah, title. Yeah, but as as a lot and you know, as we saw with the Wii U they're not mm-hmm. just they, you know, they they've been they straight fucked up with that. Yeah, and, but as I as I hope Nintendo saw with the Wii U, <laughs> they made a calculated fucking error. You know, so um, now this next one's interesting. You get Dragon Quest Eleven, Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior for the NES fans. Um, one of one of my favorite RPG uh, series. Um, this one was originally announced in July of 2015. Then they said it wasn't true. They backtracked on it. Now they announced it again a month ago. Hmm. So it's confirmed, but I would keep an ear out on this one because it, it might very well be, oh, we're pushing it back, or oh, right. it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who fucking knows? They could have been... Now, Dragon Quest is the first one in this list that is not from Nintendo. Uh, it's hmm. a Square... Square Enix? Square Enix, Square, Square Soft, whatever the fuck they call themselves these days. Um, so they might have just been on the fence, like, I don't know what... I don't know what you guys are making, so I don't know if <laughs> you know that kind of see, shit. See, what had happened was... <laughs> right. Um, Just Dance 2017, Ubisoft has come out. I don't see how uh, that would work on there, but that's neither here nor there. There might be an accessory that you can get or something. Who fucking really? You think so? Fuck, You know Nintendo's all about the fucking accessories. Too. Oh, fuck it. it. They're going to uh, bring back the dance pad. <laughs> I want them to bring it back. No, um... Then Project Sonic from Sega, but that that title also has been announced for the Xbox One and PS4 as well. Um, now I have a couple qu- 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 quotes. Now we did see the Elder Scrolls Skyrim being played. Yes, we did. In the damn commercial. Mm-hmm. But it might not necessarily mean the game will be on the console. Fucking liars! It's really weird. So this is this is from a spokesperson uh, from. Bethesda, who's speaking to game, gamesindustry.biz. Uh, <laughs> we're happy to have had the opportunity to collaborate with Nintendo on the video. While we are not confirming any specific titles at this time, we are pleased to announce our partnership with Nintendo and support of the Switch. We look forward to revealing specific games and details in the future. I call bullshit on this. I, I feel totally I do. feel that... Because why, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would Bethesda put their most popular game now 
all Fallout, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> um, especially when the new updated version's about to come out. Right. It's. I think what Bethesda is doing is playing safe. Maybe they don't have some things ready, right? And they just want to make sure. And Bethesda's like that. Bethesda usually is one of those companies that doesn't announce something until it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, I think they announced Skyrim like a month before it's gonna <laughs> fucking release. Rockstar does that shit too. Yeah. So it's like, maybe they just don't have all their ducks they're not in a like, row. They're not like you know? Blizzard. <laughs> right. But the wording, just the wording of that quote makes it seem like oh yeah we put the we put it in there for the video but it's not going to be on the console i think that just miss i think that the wording's just weird in that like yeah that, i i i don't think it's gonna be a launch title no cool. i i yeah but, i know but uh, yeah i doubt it's gonna be a launch title but yeah i agree it's bullshit because of the skyrim on the fucking go motherfucker because <laughs> oh, me dude but yeah i call bullshit on that because there's no way a company would do that and go oh yeah but we have no plans to do it so, but let's just do it on the video because then that's fucking false advertising right i mean in every sense because it's like oh well you, i got it because you showed skyrim on the oh well we didn't say it was actually going to be a it's like motherfucker I bet, you, I bet you the rep the representative from bethesda just never got the official okay to talk about it <laughs> right and he was like in a corner he's like um i don't know if i'm supposed <laughs> to say this <laughs> and i wouldn't blame him you lose job over that shit yeah. um I just got two quotes that I, I found from uh, um, two different game companies, and then, then we're going to roll into some some random stuff. But um, this one's from Ubisoft. So what we have seen is really great, said Ubisoft CEO Yves Gulmut. Sorry, French people. Um, in response to a question about the Switch, um, we think having a new machine coming is going to help the industry to continue to grow and to take lots more lots more casual players back to the industry. Now, that's kind of a very PC statement that everyone's going to make, but he does make a good point. This falls in line with Nintendo's kind of like casual gamers are welcome to because of the portability, because of the I have a life, but I can take my console with me. Right, but I I don't put a whole lot of stock in Ubisoft, especially after announcing, oh, yeah, we're going to partner with the Wii U and then never actually do anything with that. No, I I hear you on that. Um, Now, this one is from a company that I really like. I think they're out of Russia. Um, CD Projekt Red, I think. It's somewhere in Europe. It ain't, it ain't here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it will be fantastic. CD Projekt Red communications manager Fabian Mario Dola, that's a sound for Russian, told um, Rocket Beans TV, translated via VG247, <laughs> uh, as as developer, you. so it's going to be, the English is a little weird. As developer, you get access to the hardware and and everybody at CD Projekt is looking forward. He means forward to it. Um, we know things. <laughs> I think he's saying we're, we're liking what we're saying. That's basically what he's saying. Um, last two things I want to add about games. Uh, region free rumor not confirmed, but likely. A lot of reputable sources are saying that this, this console is going to be region free, but Nintendo hasn't said anything yet. Uh one thing and that would be great because nintendo has a lot of fucking dope games that stay in japan yeah you know because we can't play them here and if they do um, so that, if they do region free then it's just like we just build one fucking console yeah and be done with it you know yeah. what i mean then then like if, if square wants to make a fucking final fantasy game or whatever all they have to do is put the language packs in there and, you know, and they don't have to could, worry about which shit. could mean too that you know that obviously we didn't see anything but obviously it doesn't we don't know if there's going to be any type of uh online capability which it doesn't look like at this point 
Um, but uh, if that's the case, then yeah, they wouldn't have to worry about bootlegs. I'm gonna say there is because only because it would be foolish not to have it. But you would at this point. It, 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 yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, Nintendo got rid of some of their online support for fucking mm. the Wii U. But at the same time, it could be just limited. You know, because we don't we don't know if there's gonna be any kind of hard drive in this in the you know in the console or anything like that. Because yeah, because with cartridge based games, you technically don't need a hard drive. Right, and then so you can th- save your games on there. Right, which would make it, you know, less likely for them to be able to, and making it region free would be okay because at that same time it's like okay, but we don't have to really worry about piracy. Right, and then and that's kind of a, another thing that that we we didn't see anything of in the video is um, the OS, yeah, the actual OS of the console. We saw none of that. We just saw games on the screen. So, and very well, the reason we didn't see the OS is it isn't done. Or because when you see the OS, you're going to start, it's going to lead to a million more questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Well, does it have this and that and that? So Nintendo's playing it very safe. Um, last thing on the um, games is this, the Switch will support, have Amiibo support. Of course, everything <laughs> fucking has Amiibo support. And if Nintendo made a watch, it would have Amiibo support. <laughs> um, the Amiibo scene is way too popular to yeah. not have it. I was going to say, like, it wouldn't make any fucking sense, but they would have it. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to say, I have some random things, but then they're, below that i'm gonna say just real quick um look at all these fucking game companies that have pledged partnership with the switch talking konami sega atlas activision 505 games games. fucking havoc unity warner brothers fucking capcom yeah bethesda some other shit that i never heard of autodesk what the fuck autodesk don't make games do they yeah whatever they do yeah i guess they do today motherfucker (laughs) um so Square Enix, of course, Ubisoft, uh, fucking, there's so many Telltale on here. Cryware, Epic, (laughs) (laughs) shit. So Nintendo's definitely trying to let everyone know we got third parties on here. However, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make games. Right. So they're on board, but I'm hope now I did hear, um, and I fucking suck because I read it. And it was a quote, and I couldn't find it again. I forget who said it, but one of these, one of these developers said, that they were really happy with Nintendo because they got the um, they got to screw around with the console really early on, like they got to develop a preview cost console very early, as opposed to the Wii and, and the Wii U. Right. Because the Wii and the Wii U, they did. So maybe Nintendo kind of saw the error of their ways on that. But a few random stuff, no backwards compatibility, which we already mentioned. Um, yeah, it always sucks when someone says no we're ba- no backwards compatibility, but keep in mind that's never really been Nintendo's habit. Yeah. Uh, they did it with the um, the Wii U with the Wii games, but if you think of the NES to the SNES to the and they did that the and N64, they also but they also did that with the the original Wii playing uh, GameCube games. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. they did. But but it when was you're switching, based. yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're switching formats. Like, they, they could have said, oh, well, and you never know, this could come out in the future, have some kind of accessory that you could plug into it that will run the disc, but why? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. if I'm Nintendo, I'm sitting here, well, no one bought the Wii U. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a few kick-ass titles on the Wii U. Let's bring them to the Switch, which they've already done with The Legend of Zelda and with Splatoon, Mario Kart as well. They're already bringing the hot titles over. So no one's going to give a shit. So many people don't own a Wii U that I think no one's going to care. 
Yeah. And the Wii is old enough now that it's justified to say, no, you can't play your fucking Wii games <laughs> in the damn Switch. Um, no content of the box info, so we have no idea what comes with it, uh, which is kind of common yeah. know, to not know that at this That's point. That's what unboxing nope. videos are for. Exactly. Um, no battery life info. Nintendo's being real hush-hush about probably, how probably, long that battery works. They're probably using the same battery uh, Samsung used, and they're like, oh, uh, shit, we got to fucking work on that. <laughs> shit. I don't know. Let's guesstimate. What do you, I, I'm thinking six to seven hours of gameplay. Uh, I'm going to probably And that's being generous, though. Yeah, I'm actually probably going to say four to five of actual yeah. gameplay. It's probably where yeah. I'm going to come down on. But I, I'm pretty sure they're going to probably have a fast, uh, fast charger. They'll have a fast charger, and then I think that I think if they have a not only a fast charger, but they'll have other stuff like a car charger and and you know, all that silly shit where you won't really care, you know? Because if for the demographic that they seem to be going for, adults don't usually they're not usually in a place without a power outlet for long. Unless kids are users. Like, Right. <laughs> Kids will be outside with their friends and want to play with it and stuff like that. Well, that's what the 3DS, you know, it has yeah. a pretty decent battery life. But me, I'm taking it to work where I could charge it up or I'm right. taking it to a friend's house where I could charge it up. You know, so I don't see that being too big of an issue. Um, one thing they not only did they not confirm if it's a touchscreen, but they declined comment yeah. out of hand. Like they don't want to talk about it yet. Um, I, I feel it could go either way, really. But when you have, I don't think it's going to be touched. I don't think because so. We, because, yeah, if for that particular reason, simply because one, it goes into the slot, which would immediately eliminate any kind of touchscreen exactly. capability. And two, if you were to use that, you would have to actually design it as more of a game, as more of an interactive piece. And I don't, I don't see that happening with that. Well, and, and then it, it falls into line with what we were talking earlier too, um, where if it's a touchscreen, okay. There are two main ways to play this is on your TV. Right. So now the, the, the tablet portion of it, you're not even looking at it. It's over by your TV or with the Joy-Con controller slotted onto the side, which you can't touch the screen if you're holding the side of it. Exactly. So you're going to be limiting the freedom of the device, which seems to be the main feature of it. And so why would Nintendo do that? Exactly. And let, it keeps look, costs down, too. Yeah, it keeps costs down. But also at the same time, you know, with the other consoles that they with all the other things who the only other thing that it requires a touchscreen is the 3ds yeah none of the other consoles I feel, do that. and it's I and, feel, and it's been said too that it's not going to be a second screen tablet like the wii u so that yeah, automatically nintendo takes it out and, and i think too um nintendo is probably going to ha you know how they like third parties will say you have to do this and this Right. One of the things is going to be this needs to be able to be played in every possible configuration. Yeah. So you couldn't add touchscreen because if I'm at home, I'm not going to get up. And that was you know? that was primarily the big downfall of the Wii U uh, was because like with the Wii, you had motion controls and, and developers could could work with that. But when you when Nintendo released the Wii U, they never really specified the developers. And that was one of the chief complaints, especially with like, um, I think it was Ubisoft. And I think Bethesda that said that the that they were and I could be wrong about Bethesda, but I know Ubisoft is reason why they never really developed games for that was because they never really knew what the second screen was supposed to do, and that was a right. fault on Nintendo's part because I don't think even Nintendo fully realized what they could do with that. Well, this is this is the smart thing too. If you really think about it, you start at the Wii and you come up to the Switch. 
the switch is a culmination of the good ideas that were in the previous two. Right. But I see the switch as having these features like the Wii U had that screen on the controller because you were supposed to be able to play the game in another room, which everybody likes. They, that's that's a cool feature. You know, well, the Switch has that, but it has it in a way that doesn't limit developers. Yeah. It doesn't force developers to to utilize the screen in some way when you're at home on your couch. Yeah. And it playing be- on your TV. Exactly. And it, it, it makes for a very singular gameplay. So what you play on the Xbox will be similar to what you play on on the Switch versus what exactly. you play on the on the PlayStation. So then it's like there's no really different variation, which would allow more of these more of these uh, developers to go ahead and say, okay, cool, we can just basically just make a port, port of it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basically what it comes down and to. And just make sure it can change resolutions on the fly. Right. It's really you know, um, no price point announced. We already made our guesses. I'm I'm gonna say the cheapest you'll see it is 300, but that's like probably not not yeah. after not until maybe a price cut i'm thinking 350 i'm thinking 350 yeah i'm thinking yeah somewhere between 350 400 keep in mind it's got to stay a little bit i would assume that it's going to have to stay a little bit less than the the ps4 and the xbox because of that portability factor because i think when you're spending 400 bucks on something that is portable like that more people are going to be kind of iffy about taking it with them anywhere because it's different than a ipad or a you know a surface tablet or what have you um, and it does less than that, <laughs> you right? Know? But also, also where the value is going to come in, and, and just knowing Nintendo's track record, you're going to see bundles with maybe the Zelda game, maybe a Mario right. title, which will Mario Kart, of that, course. But yeah, but that which, that... The, but the price won't go up. They'll just throw the game in there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's there'll be value. It won't be overpriced. But I, I. I wouldn't blame Nintendo if they came out with this particular kind of device if it was more ex- a little more expensive than the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Because those two have been out for a while. Yeah. I mean, we remember how much they were when they first fucking came out. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so it is what it is. Um, release is set for March 2017. No, no specific date. Do you think they'll keep that March 17? You think it's going to be pushed back? I actually think they'll keep this one simply because it's been... this Like, the NX development has been a long time coming like we've heard so like about three years now yeah hasn't it? it's been a while yeah because it was like right around the time that the wii u came out when we started yeah. hearing rumblings about the next console and then you and i were and like that, that's Calm the weird the thing down. though and that's it, the weird thing though it always felt like they were working on the switch just separately because it's a different kind of thing not something yeah. to replace the wii u and that's, you know? that's really it because you know because because here's the thing adam and i has all have always been about Nintendo's not going to cut their losses on the Wii U, even though they probably should have at some point. But yeah. uh, but the real trick of it is that we've always kind of said that the NX at the time wasn't going to replace the Wii U because it seemed too close. Like, why develop a Wii U that'll be out for two, three years and then have a new console come out? Because everybody kept saying, oh, well, they're making this because of the failure of the Wii U. Bullshit. You can't you don't do that in tech. Tech doesn't take a year to develop because you have to get those you have to get um, developers online you have to get um, uh, 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 games to to make on it you just can't go okay here's the new one to replace that we don't have anything for it because we just came out you know we put it together this weekend and um it's all out yeah. for you guys to buy Do it and, together real quick right exactly <laughs> you know it's like yeah we went to like radio shack and um and home depot <laughs> it, got it's some- a galaxy two with a fucking <laughs> controller tape to it and go <laughs> <laughs> and it's that it's that t-rex tape it's not even you know like yeah, yeah. it's not even duct tape no uh, it's it 
but I, but, I mean, yeah, but that, that's the thing is, is that this, it, to me, it very, and it kind of seems reinforced now that it, it isn't designed to replace the Wii U. It's designed to get those casual gamers that the Wii U isn't getting. Right. And even the Wii, the Wii didn't get that. That was, the Wii was designed as, for most in- purposes, like, you know, Peter and Pat and all, all of my friends. It's a party game. When people come over, it's a party game, but they don't. And nobody, (laughs) let's be honest, most people of a certain age don't get a 3DS. Yeah. So they're trying to capture the people. Unless you're hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But the thing is, is that they're trying to capture the people that Sony tried to capture. But the thing is, is that Sony doesn't have as many of the memorable games that Nintendo has. So you have Zelda, you have Mario, you have those games on there. You know, we'll fucking get a Kong in there. We'll get a Luigi's Mansion in there. This bitch is going to be all over the place. And everybody hey, man, I get that Luigi's Mansion Fuck yeah, all dude. day, dude. dude Shit. Yeah. And then throw in a Super Smash Brothers. That's it. That's a all. Kirby the- games. Oh, all kind yeah. Of weird <laughs> and then that's it. Nintendo wins it, you know, and that's the thing is that. I, I, and Game Freak's been whispering, too. Yeah. So they, they make Pokemon, by the way. <laughs> So that that's really what I, I see this as being is not the next step in the evolution of Nintendo's home console. But I think this right. is the next step as saying, like, look, we we know we're a family console. We're a game comp, uh, family entertainment cent- center, you know, system, you know, uh, the NES bitch. Um, oh. But, uh, you know, they're saying that, look, we're also for those casual gamers. We want to bring those guys back into the fold. Maybe they don't have a bunch of people that they can sit around around you know around their place maybe they want to play by themselves or whatever because sometimes you do and and i think well, not and more that more than that the whole way the Wii was was it was fun as a party game but we i tr- i was trying to play the uh the zelda game on it after a while when you're you're playing a game that's supposed to you're supposed to be playing it for a long time you get fucking tired of yeah. moving around <laughs> yeah you, know, you just want to sit there and play the fucking game right um so my final thoughts on this console, I'm actually surprised at how excited I am. Me too. Like I, I I'm surprised how excited I, you are too. <laughs> <laughs> and it, um, it, I've been talking to Steve for a while, saying, "Oh, I should get a 3DS." You know, if I, sometimes I want to play a game when I'm out, right. but I never do because I know that I'm never going to play the fucking thing, right. or I'm gonna, or I'm just going to play it at the house. This would solve that issue. Yeah. You, know, you have the console, and then if I do have to go somewhere and I wouldn't mind a little gaming, I can slide it off the dock and take it with me. That's the thing. You know, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. Oh. Um, the uh, it's more of a, it's like an adult 3ds. Yeah. You really think about it, and I, I think that um, I might not get it right when it comes out because you know I like to wait for that price drop, motherfucker. <laughs> but um, I think this. I'll be I, getting it when it comes out. <laughs> I think this console can do really well if they put some if they if the third parties are solid with it yeah i think this will be the one that that puts nintendo back on the map yeah and kind of saves face a little bit for for the failings of the of the wii u right I, because this this one's just dope yeah because to me you know i have a vita and i love my vita but it, it there is limited resources for that de- for that um for that device but fucking um, games on it well yeah ridiculous I mean, but and the thing is is that if that console had the ability for Mario games or Zelda or anything along that lines, I'd probably be playing that shit a hell of a lot more. And I think that's one of the failings of of Sony. Um, but like you said, you know, if there is support from those third party um, developers, 
that's going to be where it all hinges. Because if we have another issue where we have like with the Wii U, fuck it, it's dead. But right. if, but if it is the way you know we think it's going to be, you know, no second screen, it, you can just port shit over to that. I think it'll be solid, and I, I'm 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 actually kind of surprised as well about how the more I've read about it and the more I've watched it, the more I'm kind of like, oh, that's fucking kind of cool. Like, so. and then also too, just having companies like Bethesda, right. you know what I mean? Like you. When they showed Skyrim on there, I feel they were making a point. They were saying, look, this isn't only for kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because some adults, like, look, I'll play a Mario game all fucking day. I don't, that's fine. Yeah. But some people that aren't into gaming, they see Mario and Zelda as for children. All right. Skyrim is not for fucking children. Right. It's for teens and above. You know, everybody knows that. So it was almost to me like Nintendo was making a statement saying, look, we want everybody to enjoy this. And, we're, and that was we're, smart. Yeah, and it was smart of them to do, and it got my attention. Yeah. You know, I, w- I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, what kind of games are we going to have on here? Well, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean? You got, so you, they, they led with Zelda and, you know, Mario, which is going to be the hardcore Nintendo crowd. But then when you have 2K17 and then you have Skyrim in there, you're like, oh, you're kind of changing things a little bit. And especially that multiplayer aspect, especially e- it looks like eSports is, is going to be also a focus of this as well, which is cool because that's always been one thing that I liked on the Wii. Not the Wii U, but the Wii was esports on that because you can you know you can have more than just you know two players playing you can have up to four right. which i always thought was fun so now will they have minecraft on it oh you know they fucking will i don't know microsoft owns uh, yeah, it now. that's true no but microsoft isn't really gonna be in the i don't see that as being an issue of like yeah no nobody else is gonna have this except us they yeah because microsoft it. is just make money off of exactly. <laughs> yeah sure go ahead nintendo do yeah, what you sure. want with it yeah why not and so let's be honest nintendo i feel you Nintendo's can make the gonna... check out to capital m lowercase i <laughs> right um i feel i feel nintendo is gonna stay in third place but a solid third yeah, place because there's nothing wrong with third place they're in third place now but they're in a really shitty third place right like a way distant third place yeah um, and I think Nintendo is kind of owning that. They're like, look, we make different kinds of shit. Just a little ahead of Steam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As like Nintendo's like, we make different kind of devices. That's fine. You know, but we need to be solid about it. And I feel that, I feel when I look at this console, it looks to me that Nintendo's paying attention finally. Yeah. They want to do something different because they always want to innovate. They've done that with every single console they've ever made. It's yeah. always different than the last one before it. Other than the the Super Nintendo and the NES, right? But actually, yeah, it still was because back then you didn't have to change much to be different. They added more buttons on the controller. <laughs> um, so this this was I knew going to be the longest one, yeah, but I knew that too. yeah, I'm stoked for it. Definitely on my um, my wish list yeah. to pick this. One. All right, so um, yeah, I knew that was this was going to be the longest one. That's why I put it in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, all right. So some of the other stories that happened this week. Um, After 19 months of negotiations, it seems that a compromise could not be reached in a deal for various video game companies and a SAG-AFTRA, thus which led to voice actors to strike on Saturday, according to Polygon. The strike is against some companies, including EA, Activision, Disney Character Voices, and Take-Two Interactive Software. Quote, it's a time for video game employers to take our concerns seriously and negotiate a modern contract based on actor safety, 
industry precedents and best practices. Uh, Ray Rodriguez, SAG-AFTRA chief contract officer said, SAG-AFTRA is demanding a reasonable bonus for every 2 million copies of a game sold, upfront conversation with producers about projects they're working on, and concerns from actors about working conditions taken seriously. Quote, this group of video game employers knowingly feeds off other industries that pay these same performers fairly to make a living wage, the statement from SAG After Red. This represents a freeloader model of compensation that we believe cannot and should not continue. A group representing various game publishers and developers issued its own statement, its own response to the union strike threat earlier this week, chiding the organization for its actions and calling it a self-defeating gesture. The group added that going on strike would only further, quote, harm their memberships, reminding the union that SAG-AFTRA only represents about 25% of actors working in the industry. SAG-AFTRA members will picket in front of EA's offices on in Playa Vista, California, starting October 24th. First of all, making a statement like saying you only represent 25% of the industry kind of proves to me there's an issue. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucked up to yeah. say. Like, you hey, know, let, let's, it's like, we, let, we, we, if you if you help 50%, then we take you more seriously. But you only only 25%. Don't, act, don't come up in well, here not, acting like I mean, not to, it's like not to make things sound a little more serious, but like it's like a black person saying, hey, um, my cousin got shot by the cops for no reason. Like, yeah, but you only represent a certain percentage of the population. Right. Nobody right. cares. Nobody gives a shit. You know, like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> um, I, I also so want to know saying, what kind of working conditions. Like, what are they right? talking about? Like, they're saying that certain companies are doing this mm-hmm. in comparison to other companies that are that are treating them right. Right. That's what they're saying because that's what I kind of got from the yeah, warning. Yeah, that's that's kind of like uh, well, I think and we know the companies that are fucking up already. Right. First of all, <laughs> we know Disney and Marvel, Marvel especially, does not pay anybody enough money because that's that's been said a million times, even with right. the the regular actors. Right. They get paid fucking peanuts for these giant movies they're doing. Well, I mean, um, also Activision was named in there. Come on. Yes. Oh. I'll, Fuck Activision. <laughs> we all know Activision. <laughs> um, who else was in there? Shit. There's EA. Um, so else? the EA and Activision are like the two biggest distributors of fucking video games. EA, Activision, Disney, and Take Two Interactive Software. Mm-hmm. There's those, those are some of them. They said including those, but there's also some other companies that they did. Those are the big players, though. Yeah, so, those are the ones everybody would recognize. So, I mean, hey. This is America. You ain't getting treated right. You go on strike. Yeah, it is what it is. And then you know, and, so and, and, you know, at some point, you know, the actors got to benefit out of it because it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna be part of this franchise. You're gonna make fifty bucks, you know, and then they're gonna go on make a couple of millions selling, you know, twenty million copies of a game, and the actor. Well, the thing, shit. the thing that bothers me, especially in modern games. I mean, look, let's look, let's look at, and I'm not saying Rockstar was was in this, although. I think Take Two does them right. I think uh, I think they're yeah. I think that's part of the parent company. But I'm not saying I'm. Let's just say I'm not saying Grand Theft Auto Five was involved. But I'm just using this as a as an example. <laughs> but he's saying you it. have act- <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm saying it. You know, you have actors that yes, they're voice actors, but they also did the actual acting. Right. right, motion cap for the but, game, motion cap and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm thinking when they're talking about work environment because I'm thinking there's a lot of motion captures and a lot of this shit now. 
And I'm wondering how much of the actor itself is doing all of that stuff. Well, it could be work environment too, where they're they're not giving them enough breaks, or you know, they're they're forcing them to do a line like twenty times, and then they can't even get a glass of water, like because they're on crunch time or that kind of silly shit. Yeah, you, you know? know the the craft service table is all full of them of that fucking um, Pizza Hut cheese bread. You know the bread that's injected with all the cheese instead of getting like real craft services. You know, like right, like, right, right. You know, like that filet mignon and shit like that. The normal actors are getting like select cheeses and shit. I got fucking Velveeta, some <laughs> bullshit. No, like I mean, we're right. we're making light of it. But Other we, people are know, getting like Papa John's. I'm getting fucking Pizza Hut. <laughs> the, the thing that just makes me laugh, especially first of all, that comment: you only represent 25 percent of the industry, so you you shouldn't be talking. Right. That was That's... you just screwed yourself in court, dude. <laughs> like you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, but then also too. If you have an, an industry like gaming that doesn't have real life actors, then those are your actors. Right. So I don't understand why they why they would think they could get away with it. Well, like you know, I mean, and you know, it's, here's the thing though is that with the new culture that we have, especially with gaming as big as it is, voice actors are almost as popular as real actors. Nolan North. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, you got you know. Uh, Tara Strong. Exactly. You got voice actors like that. Fuck. You actually know them. Exactly. Like back in the day, you didn't know the fucking voice actors of cartoons. Nobody knew that shit. Right. You only knew if they if they were like celebrities that actually. Oh yeah, so and so provided their own the voice of their character. Like Robin Williams was the genie in Aladdin, like that right. kind of shit. Or Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you have Pierce Brosnan who you know. Oh, he supplied his voice for Goldeneye. You know, but. It's like now you got a lot of these, a lot of these other actors that people know their fucking voices. It's getting to the same. It's it's finally getting to the point where comic books are, you know, where it was like you know the writers, you know the artists, you know those names carry over. It's like oh, Nolan North is doing this. Oh, that should be cool, you know. Yeah. So that that's really what it comes down to. And or when you have it, it's to the point now where it's like, for example, you, you there are new games coming out or cartoons coming out. And you know Harley Quinn's going to be in it. And you're like, well, the, is Tara Strong doing exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. You know, you like ask that question, even though she wasn't the original one to do the voice. But still. But still. Um, <laughs> you still want to know that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think if they if if their claims are, are are founded, then, of course, they should they deserve fair treatment. They deserve yeah. a, a. First of all, when they use terms like living wage like how little are these people getting paid <laughs> like that's kind of sad because living right? wage means you ain't even getting money to buy a loaf of bread <laughs> if you're looking for a living, living wage. wage yeah you know so <laughs> i don't know we'll uh, see yeah uh, well it is known in, that in hollywood that claims to be diverse and inclusive like movies and television series produced by middle age that hollywood likes uh movies and series produced by middle-aged white men while many clamor that African Americans get the shaft in this field, uh, women, not a specific race, just in general, are far more discriminated against. For instance, last year, less than 18% of television episodes had female directors. In their first season, Marvel's Jessica Jones series had only one-third of directors made up of women, which is still better than the 18% average overall. In season two, they're going to push it even further. During Transform Hollywood presentation, the series executive producer, Melissa Rosenberg, announced that all 13 episodes of the series will have a female director. 
This pales in comparison to HBO's Game of Thrones that has no female directors, despite focusing on a female ruler. I think before Hollywood tells us as people how we should live, maybe they should look at themselves and lead by example, not as do as I say, uh, not to do as I say, not as I do. Here's here's my question on that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you hear it a lot, too, with um, award ceremonies where they say, oh, in the Oscars, um, it's very rare for a black actor to win an award. Like it's all white people winning the award. Right. And and now, if there's something shitty going on, then fuck them because that shouldn't be going on. If they're being racist, that that. But then my my question always leans to is, if there's statistically less of a certain kind of person doing something, right? Wouldn't it make sense for there to be less people? winning the award for it like how many how many female directors are there in comparison to male directors well that's the thing is that a lot of female directors never get the opportunities to Mm. to direct some of those bigger budget movies because studios feel more that you know a white male they want a man in charge right exactly And, well, that makes sense. You but, know, you, know you, just, have, you understand my point. You no, know, I, the, I understand your point. And that, that's the thing is, is that there are a lot of female directors out there, but a lot of them don't get the chance to do them because they usually go to the, the traditional male um, directors and white directors for that part. Um, but here's the thing, though, is that, you know, the only female director that anybody's ever heard of and has been Catherine Bigelow. Who directed the Hurt Locker? And yeah. you know, that- and the only but the the sad thing about that is the only reason people heard about her is because it was so fucking weird that a woman was directing that kind of movie. Right. And the thing was is that it was like, yeah, but they can direct those kind of movies. You know, well, they're I, human I, beings like everyone else. <laughs> I like, know. And but it just it's just funny too because you know you, you know and and everybody focuses on the color scheme because they think the oh well there are some female directors and that should be good enough but at the same time it's like well if you go by that logic then there are black actors and black writers that also direct those movies and win awards for those so that should be fine too so i that's where it's like the to me the disparagement comes in of like you can't claim one when the other is just as neglected and claim one is better off than the other when they're not and i i mean you know, because that's the thing. If you look at, at African-American directors, how many African-American directors can you name off your head aside from Spike Lee, Spike Lee. And, and John Singleton? You know, it's like... I couldn't even name John Singleton. <laughs> what, is, what is he Racist! Direct? You're a racist! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any directors. But that's... And, and so by that token, it's like, oh, well, there's two so that they should be fine for everybody else. It's like, no, you, there there is a bigger problem in Hollywood. But Hollywood, again, like piracy, they rather look outwards than inwards. Well, like anything, the people, what controls Hollywood? Money. Yeah. Who's controlling the money? Old white men. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, and that's in any industry in oh, this yeah. country. It's old white men running the show. You, so, basically. I think... Um, <laughs> What did you say? I said you. <laughs> Basically Fuck you. you. I'm not old. And I'm <laughs> Irish. That's barely white. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard about this with Jessica Jones season two was going to be directed by a woman. And it didn't even strike me as weird. 
I just I was like, oh, okay. And I just kept moving. Right. Keep it moving. You know, I was like, moving. that yeah. makes sense since the main character is a woman. Yeah. You know, but even then, that's almost sexist to say. <laughs> right. Fucking 21st century. I can't even open my mouth without offending someone. <laughs> know. You know, but I know. It's, it's like, true. I mean, oh, Jessica yeah. Jones is a woman. Yeah. And, and that show, if, if you've seen I just recently saw it. Um, there's a lot of strong female characters in that show. There's, of course, Jessica Jones, but then Rosario Dawson's character um, and uh, her adopted sister, Jessica Jones' adopted sister. A lot of strong female characters in that show. Right. You know, and I don't know if I'm fucking, if something in my brain is broken, but I, I remember watching that show and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, you know, then after I seen it, I'm like, oh, I should see what other people said about it because I hadn't really seen anything. About it. And all people were talking about was women were doing this, and, we, and I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me that that was special. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just watched it. I saw actors, and they were acting, and they did a really good job. I didn't even go, this is a strong female, and I didn't even separate that. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm fucking weird. I never do that. Like the people go, oh, it's nice to see. A black actor finally getting. I'm like, oh, I, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess he was black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use the term colorblind because that's stupid. Right. I just don't, I just don't care. Like, fuck it. If you got talent, you got talent. If you don't, I don't care what color you are. If you don't got talent, get the fuck off my screen. Right, right. You know, Jessica Jones is a shit though. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, see that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> there was interracial, interracial shit going on in that. I'm surprised oh, I didn't yeah. see anybody crying about that. Yeah, I know, right. Uh, well, speaking of speaking of uh, Netflix shit, one of the chief complaints of many fans of Net of uh, Netflix's Marvel television series serieses is when are they going to cross over into the movie universe? Marvel has thrown the phrase "it's all connected" around a lot, but has failed to live up to that concept. During a press junket for Doctor Strange, Marvel Films president Kevin Feige told Collider the reason we won't see the cinematic and television crossover. Quote. I think it's extremely impressive what Mar uh, what Netflix has done, and it will all be ans um, and it will be the same answer I always give, which is it depends on timing. It all depends on how to do it because I don't think what anybody wants is to have such important characters show up for one second. Black Panther and Spider Man to ha um, to me are the high bar in Civil War of how you bring in new characters into something. Vision and Ultron, Wanda and Petro in Ultron, and it takes a lot of screen time, and it takes a lot of work. Infinity War has a lot of people in it already, so it just depends on how we, how we could figure it out. While I understand the words in which he speaks, it still breaks my heart that we will not get a, a crossover. Not only that, we will most likely never get to see television series crossover between various Marvel television shows as i mentioned like two weeks ago that marvel can pretty much only suggest it but it's up to the networks to do so i guess i'll just have to remain watching all the dc television shows that give us that and left with no additional bonus of watching the non-netflix marvel shows the best answer to why you won't see netflix characters in the movies that i've heard so far was a couple days ago um I was watching on YouTube uh, an interview that Mike Coulter, the one who plays Luke Cage, right? Um, he did an interview with that. Uh, it's one hundred one point five. It's a New York station 
the one with Charlemagne on it. Oh right. Um, and he, and he was at. They were asked that Charlemagne's a big comic book guy. He actually brought Luke Cage comics in the plastic from back in the day, and it was <laughs> one of his biggest, you know, favorite characters. Real cool to see someone geek out like that. Right. And um, Coulter said it best. He said that unfortunately the tone of the movies are family friendly. Yeah. The Netflix shows are not. So he would say that if Marvel could figure out a way to not cheapen who the character is, like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or Daredevil, and put them into the movie, fine. But he wouldn't want to see it if they have to dumb down the character and bring it to more of a PG level to put it in there. And I, I fully agree with that. I really do. Like Because you have a character like Luke Cage. First of all, a thing, too, is if you're not a comic book fan you might not know this but there's different kinds of heroes there's luke cage is a street level hero if, if we're going to put a term on it he he deals with crime in the street you have heroes like iron man and captain america they're dealing with things that are threatening the entire planet they're, they're, they're in a different level not in quality or in power but just in the comic book realm they don't usually you don't usually see Captain America beating up a fucking robber on the street. Now, there's a few characters that transcend and do both, like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a street-level hero, but he also teams up with other people to do crazy cosmic shit. <laughs> right. You know, but I honestly, Luke Cage, I feel Luke Cage or Jessica Jones would be so out of place with the Avengers right. in their current, their current, the current way they are, especially Jessica Jones. Was she going to have a fifth of fucking vodka while she's talking to fucking um, uh, Hulk? I think, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think in a lot of aspects, though, that um, I think Luke Cage could fit in that particular... Out of all of them, Luke Cage could. Luke Cage and Daredevil. Uh, both of those characters would fit. Yeah, Daredevil even more than Luke Cage, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, in the comics, Daredevil has been part of the Avengers, Oh, yeah. Um and uh so so is Luke Cage. So is Luke Cage, yeah. And um I I see like Daredevil and Luke Cage could translate into movies maybe maybe being a stronger character, a darker character. But you know, let's be honest, they're not exactly Jessica Jones type of characters. You know, they're not no. they're not damaged in that in that aspect. Um, like they have, they have a past, or they have something that haunts them. But don't they all? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jessica Jones is fucking broken. Plus, yeah, like, exactly. As a human being. Plus, in the way that the the Avenger lineup is done, Daredevil and Luke Cage would be helpful in a battle. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because <laughs> the thing about Jessica Jones is interesting to me because, yeah, she's super strong and she can kind of fly, but she's not very durable. Right. You know, she is more durable than you or I, but not <laughs> not like Luke fucking Cage. That motherfucker, you don't give no shit. You and know then, what I mean? And then and we'll have to see, and then uh, and in the end, you know, we'll have to see, you know, Iron Fist, but I assume Iron Fist too as well. You know, because they have that, they have... The problem with Iron Fist is you can't hit him. Right. And that's the thing like is that, that with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with their makeup, they are, they would be helpful in the Avengers type of situation. I don't see Jessica Jones you know, being as helpful in that situation because half the half the movie would be them trying to convince her to help him. You know, because, you know, she's not exactly the most uh, uh, team player, I guess you would say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, she's not very... She, she works alone. She it, doesn't like working with anybody else. Exactly. But see, the thing is, too, 
Um, when when it comes to Jessica Jones, I feel we're the the way the Netflix show is 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 starting out. We're coming into the the thing I like about the Netflix shows is we're coming into things almost like like they're already been happening, and yeah. you're jumping into it. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Um, Daredevil was a little more traditional, and it was the first one, so that makes sense. Where he he's he becomes a superhero and he does this and this. Luke Cage, yeah, th- there was that too, but there's already shit that happened before that. Right. Um, Jessica Jones is the the biggest example of coming into it in the beginning, yeah, or into the middle of. It. Um, and I feel that if after the second, third season, Jessica Jones might be a little bit more on the level. Yeah. You know, maybe she won't be an alcoholic, and maybe she will work better <laughs> with other people. Um, but as it stands right now, if I saw Jessica Jones standing next to Thor, I wouldn't know what to think. Yeah. It just wouldn't make any sense, you know. So, Spider Man maybe. Yeah. Like in a Spider Man movie, if he's swinging through and you know you see Jessica on the street looking up, like what the fuck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, these characters are too. It cheapens their importance if you're just gonna throw them in there for a second, just for a little cameo. Yeah, and like a Punisher, like a Punisher wouldn't make sense in that. I mean, you know, he's against everything that all the other superheroes are. So that would that would that pun that Punisher and that and Daredevil was dope. Oh, he yeah, I am. They're, yeah. they're filming this series right now too. And I like uh, how he he doesn't really speak much. Yeah, but he gets it done. Oh, like yeah. it was at one scene. I think it was the first episode. I've only seen the first two or three episodes of the second season of Daredevil, where he's he's just throwing money at this dude at the pawn shop and he oh, buys yeah. a bunch of shit. And then um, he's walking out and the guy keeps trying to sell him shit. Then he says, we got all this different kind of porn and oh, Punisher isn't even, he's just walking. And then, and then he, he says, we even have someone kids in it yeah, or something like that. And then Punisher stops for a second and then locks the, the door, door. Yeah. turns the clothes. <laughs> I'm like, you fucked up. I know. Because Punisher, Punishable is a murderer, yeah. but for the right reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know when he said about the, he, we got kids too. And then I was like, oh, there you go. You were, up. you were about to li- you were about to live. You were about to fucking live, and then you, you, you went fucking nuts on that. Let it go until you fucking brought up some dumb shit. But, <laughs> but I, I, but like I said, um, what Coulter said on the, um, the interview, I feel, I feel it would be easier to have someone from the movies be in the shows. But now we're just talking about cost. Yeah. Because how much would it cost to put Robert Downey Jr. in an episode of Jessica Jones? Oh yeah. Like that would be the it, the budget would be gone, <laughs> unless they do it to be cool or something like that. A lot yeah. of these guys, guys and girls, love love the uh, love their characters and what they're doing. But yeah. it's just the tone so different. Yeah. I feel DC has the same problem because their TV shows are are kind of fun. Yeah. The movies are very dire and more yeah. serious. But yeah. who knows? That's supposed to change in Justice League. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you can't have... I mean, that's that was the problem with Arrow in season one, that it was a little too heavy, you know, and then they had to kind of up it a little bit. But with... Because for TV, it's hard. Yeah. It's because hard. you're you're watching a lot of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what with Jessica Jones. I was watching that, and, and I have no complaints about Jessica Jones. I love it. But I even told you, I had to take a break, yeah. like in the middle, because it was just... You you start to really connect with the character, you fall in love with the character, and now you're watching her get the shit kicked out of her <laughs> right. every fucking moment, right. emotionally, physically, mentally. And you're just like, okay, 
I gotta put this shit on the shelf for a second and go watch some cartoons. <laughs> right. like, you need a palate cleanser. I need to watch Scooby Doo. I need to go watch Scooby Doo right now. <laughs> most TV shows will have. Netflix is a weird thing because most TV series will have bottle episodes, which are a little bit more fun, and they're kind of like a, a palate cleanser. Right. Uh, Doctor Who, definitely yes. a good example of that. Um, but the Netflix shows, they film them all once, like you're watching one big fucking movie. You know, so. But I think they get away with it because they release it all at once, too. Right. You can watch it whenever the fuck you want. Whatever. I'm just trailing on. Let's go to the next. <laughs> Let's go to the next thing. All right. Our last headline of the night is, did you have trouble getting to your favorite website on Friday? Well, you yes. weren't the only one. Uh, a large DDoS, or de- distributed denial of service attack, was launched on the servers of Dyn, a major DNS host. Some of the sites affected were GitHub, CNN, Etsy, HBO Now, Imgur. God forbid you can't get to your... Uh, your, no. <laughs> your memes uh iHeartRadio, paypal playstation network recode spotify the verge reddit twitter yelp wired netflix soundcloud indeed xbox.com elder scroll online eve online speed test bluehost runescape and urban dictionary to name a few uh, urban dictionary no <laughs> i know i was like <laughs> the hell am i supposed to do today okay how can I look up obscure sexual positions? <laughs> uh, later in the day, WikiLeaks tweeted, quote, Mr. Assange is alive and WikiLeaks is still publishing. We ask supporters to stop taking down the U.S. Internet. You've proved your point, which implies that supporters of the website did this to prove a point. Then 30 minutes later, they tweeted, quote, the Obama administration should not have attempted to misuse its in- instruments of state to stop criticism of its ruling party candidate, end quote. It may have been in retaliation for the Ecuadorian embassy cutting internet access to Assange, who was holed up in the London embassy for documents revealing how cozy Hillary Clinton is to Wall Street. However, there is no proof that they they were behind this, much like Anonymous trying to take claim for the responsibility. Uh, but experts, security experts doubt their validity. Look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. A DDoS attack is not hacking. It's fucking child's play. Yeah. So it could have been anyone, to right. be honest. And it, it most of the time people just do this just to be a dick. There doesn't right. have to be a, a reason for it. Oh, I know. Fuck. And and that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying that they were like Well, I mean the hack isn't necess- isn't on the site. It's actually on the the computers that are distributing the uh the uh yeah it's the host the host and so what happens is is that which is the smartest thing to attack really right so a lot of um so some people had that on there or on their routers which diverted all of that stuff to um you know to those sites so yeah it isn't a hack so it's not like your information is you know compromised or what have you it just made it a bitch to try to get on there which was actually interesting because um, I was on Twitter on Friday, and my personal page, the uh, uh, middle age a middle aged geek, uh, was fine. My tweets were showing. I was able to do all sorts of tweet retweets and stuff like that. And uh, but when I switched over to the lazy geeks uh, Twitter page, we were gone. Our banner was gone. All of our tweets, all of that stuff. So it kind of freaked me out for a minute. Then eventually, after about another hour or two, our stuff was restored and everything was back to normal. But it, it was like, it kind of freaked me out on the app, too, because I was like, where the fuck is all our shit? What the, the fuck? Only thing, <laughs> the only thing I ran into is my wife hit me up. So I was at work. Um, 
my wife hit me up and said um, the PlayStation wasn't working because we have a PS4. And I was like, I, I don't know. I'm at work. I can't look at it. <laughs> and then she hit me up later and says, okay, now Netflix isn't working mm-hmm. on the Xbox. And I go. And that's when the world went to shit. <laughs> right. And, you know, I had to remind my wife that I don't control all of the world Internet. Like, I can't. Sometimes. Because she, she you, you, when something doesn't work, she automatically thinks it's it's our stuff. Right. You know, and I try well, to Because naturally you do. I mean, most people think that because, yeah, because that shit is reliable. That you see. It's that shit's right. reliable. <laughs> right. Well, no, I, I'm not upset with her. I mean, the, she's not a, she's not a computer. She's, she knows how to use a fucking computer. All, but I'm, she's not all I'm saying is, is that you need to check your chick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, people usually start blaming the things they see first for right. the people in control of said things. Right. So I'm getting text messages going, what did you do to the internet? The internet I'm like, I didn't do anything from work. Hey, I was, <laughs> hey, I was just watching that porn. It said it was, you know, girl on girl. How do I supposed to know? It had like all this funky shit on there. Then when the midget came in, I was like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) How can I get a virus from this porn? It was just oral. You know, just stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, definitely. I mean, DDoS attacks are becoming so commonplace. I'm not even shocked when they happen. Yeah, but usually, yeah, usually it's isolated to a particular thing. Like, the only thing that really kind of made me kind of like, huh, was the fact that it was to something that that hosts so many, you know, it, it was just so so many sites that have nothing to do with each other. Exactly. Because that, it's not. It's yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, Etsy, CNN, Urban Dictionary, Netflix, Amazon. It's yeah. like none of those have anything to do with it. Oh, uh, Amazon was acting funny that day, too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it stuff. was the Illuminati motherfucker we solved it three basins we solved Um, it (laughs) (laughs) but uh the it it just these attacks are becoming ddos like we now have the annual christmas attack right right from that lizard group or whatever but they (laughs) caught all those dudes i think they caught um, them yeah but it's like oh you're having a good time fuck Fuck you 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 know it's just trolling (laughs) shit you know Uh, oh you got that Uh, new playstation huh fuck you That's a nice new PlayStation. It'd be a real shame if somebody <laughs> fucked up your good time. I remember I bought the kids the Xbox One, um, and it wasn't Christmas. It, it was because that was the year that they kept doing it. Oh yeah, they kept doing the DDoS, and I bought the Xbox One and the PS4 in the same year because I'm shit, uh, <laughs> and tax returns are great. Um, and both of them didn't work. Yeah, because yeah. it was a DDoS attack that's I hitting remember, all the game things. I remember that too because when I got uh, you. And- no, I got my PlayStation for around my birthday, and uh, I got it all set up and shit, and then uh, turned it on, and then all of a sudden I was like, why can't I log into my PlayStation? I can't go on my phone. Ah, oh, fuck, it's down. Right. <laughs> I was like, motherfuckers. Yet, yet again, when both of those consoles didn't work online, everyone's looking at me, right? and I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, w- both consoles. They, they they couldn't grasp that both <laughs> consoles are connecting to different things, so the kids were like, you just, well, "Maybe." Oh, go ahead. They were like, "Maybe games are just broken right now." And I'm like, "No, that's not. That's not how it works. There isn't like a server just called games. How it works." So I'm sitting here frustrated as shit on a Saturday, like, "Oh, I got a headache." Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the Xbox came on first because because you know, yeah. 
<laughs> Every time they say the Xbox Live is down, I never notice. But for some reason, I always notice when it's PS4. Like it's just yeah, yeah. I, Xbox I Live will be down at like too. three in the morning or something. Yeah, <laughs> Xbox Live. Yeah, it'll always be when the yeah, oh Xbox Live is down or Netflix goes down. I'm at fucking work. I don't yeah. even know. And then it's P- like when PS4 goes down, it's fucking two p.m. on a Saturday. Right. All right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mostly for me, it's usually some arbitrary time where like you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick on the PS4. And it's not working. All right. Now, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> See, if you're a super pimp, like uh, Steve and I, when your PS4 is down, you just go turn on that Xbox One or <laughs> vice versa. Right. Yeah, you got options, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Or, you know or, if really both of them, or if both of them are down, then I'd go ahead and turn on my Apple TV. <laughs> you know when people really fucking freak out? And right. it, hasn't, it doesn't happen that often, which is kind of odd, when Steam is down. Oh, yeah. My God, Steam goes down for five minutes, and I swear Twitter explodes. Didn't it, it, did happen recent, Didn't that happen recently? Where Steam it did, down? but yeah. see, Steam goes down. It doesn't go down for long. No, it's down for like a few minutes. Yeah, and then it comes right back up. But a few minutes, <laughs> people fucking flip, and you can still play the games you I'm have. I'm in the middle of a radio, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can still play the single player games that you have. It's just the multiplayer. Well, not even the multiplayer, actually, because they, Steam doesn't do that. Steam just sells you games. That's all it does. <laughs> it, Steam is literally a copyright machine <laughs> and a storefront. That's all it is. So, like, when Steam goes down, the only thing you can't do is buy new shit, <laughs> is, is buy new shit or download something off of Steam. That's all you can do. <laughs> so go off for a couple minutes. And, like, when Xbox Live goes down, you can't do shit. You can't play games. You can't yeah. watch Netflix. Netflix or... You can't do anything. So it's like it's a bigger deal. Steam free fucking shit. Dude. I just turned Steam goes in, down it, it just turned into minutes. a five giant paperweight. <laughs> Steam go, if Steam ever went down for more than an hour, it'd be like the fucking purge outside. <laughs> and all these PC gamers freaking out. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> Let's do some the, the headlines, I just want to say real quick, shout out to the headlines. Because <laughs> I'm fucking tired. But that was our that was our last headline. <laughs> Hashtag end of the headlines. <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> all right. That's time to lighten the mood with some douchebaggery. Yeah. So this story comes from GameSpot. Grand Theft Auto V saw the addition of a new user-created mod earlier this month when a one player replaced the game's sticky explosive with Samsung's Galaxy Note 7. Now, the electronics company had issued a DMCA takedown against a YouTube video that featured the mod. The mod is pretty is a pretty simple one. You throw the Note 7 and it explodes. The joke uh, It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love that video. This is a joke on the phone which has been the focus of some serious attention for its tendency to catch fire and blow up. Samsung issued recalls when the um, when it first popped up and has since discontinued the product entirely after continued defects despite the removal of one video there are several that haven't been taken down yet many saw this as an abusal of the copyright takedown notice since they did not use any infringing items such as a samsung commercial or any samsung device that was altered nevertheless it proves that samsung doesn't know how to handle bad pr as anyone who knows the internet when you do something like this you are asking for people to do it more because samsung's not used to it <laughs> <laughs> they're like i don't uh, what what we don't know what are they doing why are they doing this why is everyone mad at us why do they hate me 
that slow cry right Right. but later that day the video taken down by samsung had been reinstated on youtube and you can start sharing it again on facebook yay Yay. freedom wins (laughs) america (laughs) real quick just as a side uh we don't have enough bag. room for other sides. Just bag, no, real quick. Um, my wife, I bought her a new cell phone, the LG Style 02, which she really likes. Uh-huh. And she put as her background um, Benedict Cumberpatch in, uh, in uh, um, Sherlock. Oh, and she's like, she tells me today, she goes, yeah, I made sure I moved all the icons out of the way so they don't block his face. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I got you. So I feel we're about to have a war over who we who we can put on the back of the phone. And let me just tell everybody, I'm going to win. <laughs> you just you, what you should do is put a, a background of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. <laughs> I'm not putting Benedict Cumberbatch on my fucking phone. I'm gonna pick a a lady. Don't be. A I might bitch. put a Suicide Girl on my phone. Be real <laughs> fucked up. Hey, look, this is hot. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. Moving on to the real douchebag. <laughs> so this is from um, Huffington Post. And I like to grab from Huffington Post because they do like what, basically what I refer to as dad jokes. Like really <laughs> corny jokes that you have to laugh, laugh at. So I'm going to read this whole thing. As protests go, this one was nutty. That makes sense. I know. A woman in Amherst Junction, Wisconsin. It's always from obscure fucking places too. Um... No offense to anyone who lives in Amherst Junction. Um, <laughs> has been charged with disorderly conduct after she allegedly spread peanut butter on 30 cars that she believes belonged to Donald Trump supporters. Um, <laughs> turns out the cars actually belonged to members of the Tomorrow River Conservation Club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> witnesses, <laughs> witnesses said 32-year-old Christina Ferguson stormed into the club meeting on Monday night holding... What a Portage County deputy's report described as a family-sized jar of low-sodium, creamy, natural jiff. So it's even it's even like the hipster fucking peanut butter, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the, oh, that's according to Stevens Point City Times. Um, the su- the suspect allegedly yelled at club members about how much she hated Trump before before being asked to leave the meeting. Ferguson complied with the request. A few minutes later, members started worrying that she might be doing something with that family-sized jar of low-sodium, creamy, natural <laughs> gym. Huffington Post has to put that whole thing in there. Um, so they ran out to the parking lot. Man identified, a man identified in the official complaint as Mark Pearson uh, told sheriff's deputies that he saw Ferguson spreading peanut butter on one of the members' cars. He yelled at her to stop, and she walked away, only to enter a nearby apartment. Deputies went to the apartment and attempted to question Ferguson. There was peanut butter everywhere. I'm just kidding. At first, a, at first, a man at the apartment claimed she had been home all night and refused to let her let her talk with the officers, according to a arrest report. I said, ride or die, dude. He's like, she's been with me all night. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Um, Ferguson finally answered the door and also claimed she had not left all night. Fuck. <laughs> it's like... Officers noted her slurred speech and a strong smell of intox- intoxicants. Uh, she was drunk. Ferguson was also. Oh wait a minute! Ferguson was also licking her fingers as she spoke. Look at that butter. After Pearson, 
<laughs> I have to read this whole thing. Was the so was the dog going? Oh my god, dude! What were they doing? Um, after Pearson fingered Ferguson as the alleged as the alleged. You should just stop there. Oh. As the alleged peanut as the alleged peanut butter spreader, officers said she admitted interrupting the meeting and spreading peanut butter on the card. Officers said Ferguson grew emotional as she explained how much she loved Hillary Clinton and hated Donald Trump. She then explained why she. She misused peanut butter. She misused, <laughs> misused peanut, butter. peanut butter. Hold on. The quote is, peanut butter is better than firebombing. The officer quoted her as saying, she added that Trump wants to firebomb everyone in other countries. Ferguson also told the deputies that people have been terrorizing her recently, and it must be because they love Trump. Oh, the officers... Could it be because she's a fucking whack job? <laughs> the officers pointed out to her that she had interrupted a conservation meeting, not a Trump rally. She allegedly said that she was sorry, but that she was, quote, just fed up about the entire election. Well, that I agree with her. Um, although I'm not going to buy peanut butter. Um, I did buy some um, Lindenberry uh, jelly from Ikea, and it was actually quite nice. I'm not going to put on any cars, though. Um, Ferguson submitted to a breath test in the apartment and blew a point two one eight, according to the report. Is that drunk? That's drunk, right? Yeah, point zero eight is usually the limit to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Officers... did, all, I, all I have to say is, did they have a support Trump sticker on their cars? Like, like, they how, would if they were Trump supporters. But how did you? How do you come across that? I walk across a, a parking lot. Of, I bet they're all Trump supporters. Like, how, how do you know? <laughs> all right, I'm almost done. <laughs> Officers took a family-sized jar of low-sodium creamy natural gif found in Ferguson's apartment as evidence. They also photographed peanut-buttered cars that were still in the parking lot, although many of the victims had already cleaned off their vehicles or left the premises. Despite the mess and inconvenience, Portage County Deputies Don, Deputy Don Contos did see the bright side. Quote, fortunately, it wasn't chunky peanut butter, so vehicles didn't get scratched, he told Stevenson's point. Wow. Point City Times. Jail records do not show Ferguson's name, which suggests that, like her peanut butter of choice, she was out in a gym. Fucking dude, shout out to Huffington Post real quick for making me laugh my ass off. First of all, the girl, I mean, I'd hit. That's first off. Um, oh, no, actually, I wouldn't. No. I was looking at the wrong chick. Okay, I was like going, what? I, saw I was looking at the chick at the bottom. If you see the, you see the also on Huffington Post, we'll probably oh. show the same. Well, yeah, I saw other pictures on the bottom of that. But, yeah, I was like, you what? Dude, you're standards, bad. man. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. And this is this article was funny as shit. Like, I, I found it at work because Steve actually reminded me, hey, douchebag, you need to find a douchebag. <laughs> Um, before I became his douchebag, I pulled out my phone and was looking for it. And the wonder of OneNote, I was able to throw it on there and shit. Um, <laughs> so my thing is, is that, and I'm I'm actually part. I'm a millennial technically. I'm like the first year of of the millennial generation, and I have to say that this is what happens when millennials are involved in politics. <laughs> <laughs> they are such an entitled bunch, the majority of them, mm -hmm. that they can't they can't seem to understand that other people have a difference of opinion. I know. And that's okay. Like that's okay for them. You 
you you just have to talk to people, not smear peanut butter on their fucking guys. I know. It, Even if they were Trump supporters, that's so stupid. But that's a, yeah, I know. And that's the thing is, is that you see this shit, and I'm just like, I don't fucking get it. Like, what compels you to do that? Well, I, that alcohol probably compels you. <laughs> well, yeah. um, <laughs> the power of alcohol compels you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's it's a waste of a family sized jar of low sodium natural creamy. Gym. You know, would have been would have been a better quote for one of them. You know what? I'm actually kind of glad this happened because I didn't have lunch today and I got this full loaf of bread in the back of my truck and back of my car. I'm going to be spearing that peanut butter <laughs> you know, on my fucking bread. You know, there was someone there that was like, yo, real talk. I just went to the store and I bought bread and I bought jelly, but I forgot the, <laughs> the peanut, peanut butter. butter. Bro. I'm about to have a sandwich. <laughs> you have some other, some other deputy that's been on like for a week going, hey, who got the jelly? <laughs> And you know what's even better is I've been trying to watch my salt intake. You know what I'm talking about? So I'd be slow sodium. Somebody's like, somebody that works for me. Yeah, somebody like, oh shit, this is low sodium. Motherfucker, give me some of that. <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> Fuck. This is one of the best articles I've ever read. Oh my God. Oh, this people, goes up man. there with the fucking crackhead in the junkyard <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, from the, and first the crazy one. beauty queen. Yeah, from the first episode, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that the best ones I've ever said were from the first episode. I know, right? Those are fucking those are, written in stone. Those are classic. Uh, uh, this is so great. <laughs> Peanut Butter Bandit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Peanut Butter Bandit, yeah. All right, so that brings us to the end of this uh, two-hour episode. <laughs> so uh, we want to hear your words. We want to hear comments. You can comment about any of these stories, your take, what you guys think about the Switch, uh, anything like that, uh, or who you think should take over for uh, for Miller on Deadpool 2, or if if you're all about that Red Dead Redemption Sequel. Or what your favorite um, peanut butter is. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or instead of peanut butter, what would you have used? Would you have used jelly? What kind of jelly? And uh, You know you what would have been really fucked up to use? Hmm. Marshmallow cream. Like, if you came up with a big tub of fucking fluff. As soon as the... <laughs> as soon as the And my East Coast cats will know what I'm talking about with that fluff. If... As soon as the sun hits that cement, you know, like... <laughs> you ain't getting that shit off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. So you can go ahead and tell us um, your thoughts on our Facebook page, Google+, Instagram, Twitter, and even Snapchat. Also, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And always, as always, Twitter at sapientlg. Get at me. <laughs> be, <laughs> be sure to tune in on Friday as we will have another tantalizing episode of the away team with skin of evil the the episode everybody's been waiting for the Tasha Yar death episode spoilers yes. <laughs> so we finally we finally hit that milestone <laughs> where we get to that uh, so that is it for us this week so until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out.
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.